Mike, you good, man? Great. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's what I like, man. Great. That's what I like, man. That's what I like, man. All right. All right, all right, all right, man. What am I playing? What am I playing? I need some I need some background music. I need some background music. Hold on. Before we get started on this shit. What number are we at? We're gonna announce that. Oh, okay. I mean, don't worry about it. Everyone knows that we're at, you know, at a very, very high nineties number. As a matter of fact, all right, you know what? Enough talking. Just set the vibe right quick, man. Ah, yes. Everything sounding good? We good? Straight like 915, B. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Straight like 915. Know what I mean? <laughs> Slay is funny. I haven't heard that in a long time. Slay is really funny. He doesn't know how funny he is, but yeah. he's funny. Your age is showing. Doesn't matter. I accept my mortality, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even about that, though. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all had a good week, man. Y'all good? I did. Let me let me turn this down a little bit, man. Make sure I get a quick scope of the room, man. It was a long week, but it was a good week. Productive but long. Productive but long. Okay. Yep. <laughs> a lot of shit. No, I'm on vacation next week. Oh, okay. So, chilling. Staycation? I have no choice. <laughs> Everyone knows that we can't go nowhere. Pretty much. Yeah. Lockdown. Yep. Version what? Four now? Three. Three? It's yeah, part three. three. Part three. Of the mixtape. That's right. Yeah. Lil' Go's hosting here again. Yeah. <laughs> He's on fire right now. He's on fire right now, this guy. <laughs> He's on fire. He's on fire right now. He doesn't know what to do. Hey, man. He wants to do something, but, you know, there's a group that says, no, 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 no. Very close everything close. Oh, Le- yeah. Well, Lil' Le- Le- Go is hosting those trash-ass mixtapes that every, every other rapper is hosting right now. Like what? You ain't seen that? Like what? Which ones? Like the uh, the the Jada Kiss, the game, Fat Joe. They always post like, "Hey, you know any rappers? Tag oh, the scam. them." The scam. That thing. scam. That scam. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's running. I saw that. That's what he's running. <laughs> Trash ass mixtapes. No one wants to hear. Yeah. So now, uh, yeah. So lockdown version three. Why do you always call it a lockdown, bro? Sorry, curfew. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh no, the curfew is uh, one or our second. Third, not third, because they put 8 third. p.m., then 9.30, back, now, now back, back to, to 8. Yeah. Starting tonight, actually. Exactly. Well. <sighs> How are you holding up, by the way? I am great. You sure? <laughs> I am great, sir. Okay. Got your hair braided. You're acting different. Acting brand new? No. Still the same. Still the same. Okay. You know what I mean? Hair just long, that's all. Long hair don't care. Right. Power's in my hair, nigga. Samson. I mean? All of us. Where's your Delilah? I, I don't I don't know what he's asking me. What, I'm not sure happening? what reference that is. You don't know. I know I know, but no. No, no I'm just asking where his Delilah is. His hair braider. <laughs> hair braider. No <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Who's gonna cut his power off? That's what's oh, gonna okay. happen. Okay, let us get to the shits. I see where this is going. Shout out to everyone listening. This episode 99. Just cause I love my niggas. Mm-hmm. I shed blood. Oh, my.
I would have saved this for episode 100, but it's only right I do it for for the one and only DMX. Let me show. Let me, let me get this Dillahorn right quick. It's only right, man. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. No. Some niggas that you don't wanna try, my niggas. Some niggas just really do it die, my niggas. Well, have you cowards ready to cry, my niggas? All the white people be very uncomfortable when you hear this. Keep niggas on their fucking job, my niggas. No way, it's like when shit getting hard, my niggas. Stay pulling you other niggas' cars, my niggas. It's God, my niggas. Well, shine, my niggas. Just knew it was a matter of time, my niggas. Let me know to keep fucking with the rhymes, my niggas. Ain't no longer living with crime, my niggas. It's fine, my niggas. You down right where you stood, my nigga. They could, my nigga. They will, my nigga. Take it straight to the back and get ill, my nigga. Give it straight to the back when we kill, my nigga. Put niggas on night so they chill, my nigga. It's still, my nigga. It's dog, my nigga. Ah, rest in peace to the dog. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. I will go into a whole DMX set. I can go all night. All day, whatever. Um, episode 99 of the Dope on the Table podcast. Ladies and hustle, man. I am J.O. Kane. Uh, Alex and Slay, y'all heard him already. And, what's up, what's up? and you know, they they were talking, but we do have a guest today. We do. Well, I want to say some applause, but we, you know what I mean? We got Julian McKenzie from The Athletic here. Hey. What's up, guys? Coming to join us. What's up, guys? It's an absolute honor to... To be on the Dope on the Table podcast. Thank you guys so much for for inviting me. This is this is really awesome. I'm a team winner. Listen, I've never heard someone I so praise. excited to be on a show like this show in particular. I'm, it, I'm it, genuinely very excited. When when uh, Jay invited me on the show, I was very excited. It was initially supposed to be for another day, and then when he said, "All right, we're gonna have it on April 11th," I was like, "Bet like." Yes, very much. Just like this, it's like it doesn't get any better than. I, I understand the podcast is not going to be out on April 11th, but like, I'm very happy right now. It's his birthday, by the way. Yes, that's a that's a big by reason. Aries why. brethren. Yeah, that's right. Aries yeah, season in full effect. Yeah. Some 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 more some more applause. Yeah, yes. happy birthday, sir. Some more applause. Some more applause. Some more Welcome applause. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the Shout show. Shout out Thank to all you. the Aries out there. You're an yes, Aries sir. as well, sir. No, 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 me. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Alex. Sorry, it's just My birthday's on Friday. Your birthday's on Friday, yes, sir. Congratu- well, uh, Congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> I made it another year. Another year. <laughs> happy early birthday! Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Of course. Also, happy birthday to Pops. Yesterday? On, uh, no, on Thursday. 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 All right. Well, he won't hear this, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> still, still my okay, I post pictures of my pastor's birthday on Instagram. He still ain't gonna check it. I mean, so, 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 uh, your pops doesn't listen to the Dope on the Table podcast. No, actually, nor he, should she. No, nor no, should, no, should he. Nor should he. I remember one time he came up to me. He was like, "I heard that you guys are doing a radio show." I'm like, "No, it's not no, a radio. It's, it's not a radio show." All right. But anyway, he said that somebody because he used to do, um, he used to have a cab, a taxi, and right. somebody that he knew was like, "Yeah, I heard." Uh, your son is doing such and such, but he didn't. He didn't know about oh, me. He wasn't wow. about Jay. It was wow. like, yeah, I heard that uh, Jay's doing radio. Why didn't he tell me? I would have listened to it. I'm like, wow. you don't want to listen to that. That's pretty cool. So your dad had someone else tell them right. that right. you guys were doing a podcast. That's that's a that's a pretty big compliment. Haitians love snitching. What? 
oh I thought it was support, you know, Snitch. just like, hey, you know, I, I see that your your offspring and is you know doing what's really funny well. About that, though? Well, you know what's funny about that? Yeah. Like, he always stresses the fact that he wants the podcast to grow, like, through word of mouth. Yeah. And now he says this. And now he says that. That's amazing. Yo, can a nigga no just sense. joke? I, like, would golly. I would kill for that. <laughs> can a nigga joke? I'm very glad that you say golly because I'm trying not to say uh, like oh my god or like goddamn anymore. And I, every time I catch myself, I'm, I'm saying golly because I think <laughs> Ocho Cinco said that on the on that I am an athlete. Oh, pap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Remember so, that excerpt where um, I think he was talking about how much McDonald's actually not McDonald's or it was the episode where Brandon Marshall like lost lost his shit. Oh, snapped. last episode. Yeah, last episode. No, no, that, there's been a bunch. But you're talking about the one where they were talking about injuries and, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That and one, nutrition yeah. and stuff. And then, yeah, exactly. And then, like, Ocho Cinco just let out a golly. And I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm lying. I know exactly where I got that golly from. There's a clip of Ocho Cinco, I want to say, when he was still playing in the mid-2000s. There was a game, Bengals, Ravens. He's oh, on the, about. He's he, got, on, he got hit by uh, Ray Lewis. So it may have been that game. It might not have been that game. But there was a moment where he's on the field and he's talking to someone on the Ravens. And Bart Scott, who was on the Ravens oh, at the yeah. time, steps okay. in and he's trying to stop the conversation. And you hear Ocho Cinco like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? We have a conversation. Golly, like, what are you doing? Like, we just, we just talking. That's exactly where I got that golly from. That's, ex- that is exactly where I got I that. We all like, have the same algorithm at this point. I think so, yeah. We've just been, I mean, that's all we can really do, right? That's just usually on the check down or yeah. NFL throwback. That's yeah, it. Yeah. I love watching like an NFL throwback thing or uh, you ever watch those NFL top tens where they rank yeah. like, yes, like top 10. Best receivers, best best receiver duos. Mm -hmm. I was I was watching one like best receiver units, like in NFL history, and they ranked uh, the the greatest show on turf. I think is number one. St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were pretty. Yeah, these guys were deadly. Amazing. Tory Holt, I believe. Tory Holt, Holt, Isaac uh, Bruce, 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 uh, Ricky Ricky Prohl. And they lost regardless. The Destin Kid. They lost. But but the the Patriots. That's not a segment for Jay, by the way, because he's not an NFL guy. I was just about to yeah, say, like, was, hey, can we start no, the show? You're right? not, you're no, not no, an no, NFL guy? Oh, no, man. My not bad. Really, I, did, I didn't realize no, that. Okay. No, I don't support oppression. <laughs> anyway. I right. was about to say, like, it's really cool that you got the guy who's making most of his living in hockey on episode 99, the number, obviously, for, for Wayne Gretzky. That's but right. Jay Clowder, no. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, no. But, you, you tried that twice, but it's not working. But Jay, stick. but Jay told me like, like none of you guys are hockey guys. So like, I'm, I'm very curious what? now. What He's not a hockey. Guy. No, I am. He is. Okay, so Slay's a hockey yeah. guy. Jay, are you a hockey guy? Not really. No. And and Alex, you're not a hockey. Fairweather. You're a fairweather hockey guy. So all that to say, like, I'm very curious. Like, even though like I, I'm, I'm not here to talk like hockey. How if if hockey will come up like at all in this in this whole thing? It could. No worries. I'm about sure it. it would. It would. But like I'm I'm not expecting to be like, hey man, so the Canadians made a trade. Like, what do you think? The trade deadline's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're that, not getting that from me. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God. Nope, I, I'm, nope. I've I've done that enough for the last no. few days. No, 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 no. no don't no, worry no. about it. Yeah, we, we follow you on Twitter. We're, we're, we're trying we're trying to get that. you away from the sports talk. You do that enough. Yeah, right, Oof. right. I mean, all right. That might be a little, but you know, that's fine. It's your passion. 
I'm, I'm that, assuming it is. It, it absolutely right. is. It's, it's been a passion uh, of mine uh, since elementary school. Yo, Alex. <laughs> yo, Alex. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. <laughs> Today, you just been on some funny shit, bro. What's up with you, man? Chill out, man. What's up with you, man? Alex is, Alex is being inquisitive. He's asking questions. Yo, he's, man. He's show, I mean, he works for the athletic. <laughs> you wouldn't be passionate about sports. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, you, you don't maybe know. It's for a check. Maybe it's for a check. Maybe it is for a check. But in this case, it's not for a check. That's what's up. I mean, I'm very happy about the checks I get from the athletic. Don't get me wrong, but I'm very excited about about this gig. Like I've I I didn't even think I'd be in a situation where I'd be working for the athletic. And now that I have this job, I'm I'm really thankful for it. Congratulations. You wanna get into that? Thank you. We're gonna get into that. Okay. We're gonna get into uh, that. Yeah, you guys you guys leave We're the gonna flow. Get into that. I'll 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 go wherever you guys are going. Um I'm setting I, the screens. I, I start I started the show with some DMX. Yes, sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean yes. we, we are a culture we are a culture pod. Of course. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Alex. <laughs> I'm very much aware. Alex, you're going to get bullied today. No, 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 that word, that word does not exist. No, no one, no. Oh, okay. There's no bullying on the Dope on the Table pop. No. Okay. Because I'm officially not the youngest on the podcast anymore as of for today, at least. Because you're younger than me, so. I am, I am younger than you. And unfortunately, I can't bully you because you're, you're, you're the guest, right? So that's why they're going to pick on me naturally, but, you know. Listen, now I feel. I have now broad I feel shoulders. Bad. Don't worry. Now I have broad shoulders too. I feel bad. I I wouldn't have picked on you if I realized you were the you were the whipping boy of everyone here. Like, no, no, not, he's not. He's not. No, not anymore. Not. No. In the beginning, more yes, yeah. but not not anymore. Okay, thank God at least you were able to hold your own. He was never. But a we're supposed boy. to stick together as Aries brethren. I get right? you. I got you. No worries. No worries. You're on my team. Yes. Uh, okay. Jay, go ahead, man. Yeah. <laughs> every, every single time there's a guest, it's like niggas just get real clicky. <laughs> Old niggas come in, Slay gets on his shit. Now <laughs> there's an Aries nigga here. Now all of a sudden, Alex is. You acting like you don't you don't do the same thing? No, I, so you, I have no what? clicks. What? Who you do I click up with? You never heard? No, no. I'm by myself on all Jay my is, takes. Jay is the roller. You know he's the lone wolf. You know, dude. He's just like I roll alone. I'm in the streets alone. Like this. That is that your life? Is that your mo? Yeah. No, that's a lie. That's yes, bullshit. that's a bold face lie. That's bullshit. That's a bold face <laughs> lie. Everywhere you at, Jay, as I was saying, yes. DMX, DMX. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait. I need to get. I need to get. Damn, I had a. I had a DMX drop, but it didn't. I need the the what? The what? what? I, I need that. Or the growl, but I can't. I can't do it. But anyway, I'm just. I'm just gonna. Oh, okay. You go. He just got it. Right oh, okay. got it on point. You listen. He got it. He right got it. You. Thank you. A quick deal of horn for, uh, for 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 DMX uh, who passed away on Friday. Yeah. Uh, after after a week of battling on life support, uh, he had a what was reported to be a drug induced heart attack, yep. drug overdose yep. induced heart attack, um, and you know there were conflicting reports in the media, but ultimately on Friday it was announced by his family uh, that he passed away at the age of fifty. Mm. Leaves behind um, many children, yeah. 15 to be 17. exact. 15, 15, 15. 15 kids. 15 kids. 15? Uh, 15 kids. Uh, an incredible musical legacy. Um, a whole lot of number ones, a whole lot of hits, a lot of impact. Um, and the hip hop world was mourning. Uh, still mourning. Still mourning. So I want to I give a quick, very quick shout out to his family. Peace, light, and prayers to all the fans, the friends, the family, all the people that, you know, held him to a very high regard and that was important to them. Um, and yeah, man, this one, this one, this one, it did sting when I heard it. Yeah. It stung. It stung for me. Uh, DMX, DMX, 
I could just remember when I first heard them. You know, as a kid, you know, you, a lot of a lot of these things they they they're etched in nostalgia. So yeah. for me, it's like yo, I just remember the first time I heard them. You know, as a kid, and then growing up, and then uh, the subject matter, although for some might have been violent or they didn't understand it at first. As you grow, for I'll, I'll speak for me, um, it taught me a lot about like. Uh, other people's situations. He talked about his addiction, mm -hmm. his uh, his family situation, yep. his um, demons. You know his, his demons, demons uh, and um, his his passion, his energy really translated from that troubled past. So in the um, music, in the music, right. yes. Right. So um, that's something that you know it made it uh, it made it uh, you know relatable for people who uh, battled. Also, he to me he was the the first rapper that really got me into uh, like mental health. There have been other songs and other rappers that talked about it, but him, for me, it, it was really like a whole, you know, it was a real thing for him because he even said it in his rhymes. Like, I'm a manic depressive with, a, with extreme paranoia. Hey, dog, I got something for you. Like, he, he actually said it in his music. Right. So, for me, it was, um, you know, it was just a, it was just a, a, whole, a whole lot that went with, with that news of DMX passing. Yeah, but he's in a better place now. Yeah, for sure. Like, for uh, sure. I think for, sure. for me, like, I was never really a DMX fan like that. But I, but I always knew of him. Like, I, he was always around naturally, just given that I listened to hip-hop music. But uh, he's truly in a better place now. Like, I, I saw a, a quick clip, I think, a couple of days ago about him, how he got introduced to crack. Yep. And you could you could see him, like, he started, like, he was getting emotional. Right. He told that story on in, the verses. In the verses? On the verses. And, and uh, he also yeah, spoke about it on Tyler Kweli's yeah, podcast. People's party, yeah. And to me, that just... It just spoke, you know, on the fact that he was really dealing with a lot mentally. Oh, yeah. oh, and, yeah. you know, for me right now, like, it's not necessarily something where I'm sad because he's truly at peace now at this point. And he's really in a better place because he was a very troubled individual. If you look back at some of his interviews, like, even my mom was watching an interview of him on uh, on Oprah. Yeah. And uh, I think it was with Oprah or Dr. His, Phil? Own. It was on Own Network. I think okay. Oprah Dr. was Phil. there. It could Dr. Be Dr. Phil. Phil. He did Dr. But Phil. I think Oprah did, was there too. No, no, he did Dr. Phil and he did, uh, what's her name? Iyanla Fix My Life. Yeah. He did that one too. So, oh, wow. but on in that interview, I think he his son was there. One yeah, that's what Iyanla. That's what Iyanla. Okay, yeah. perfect. And, you know, like his son never really forgave him for yeah. the way I think he treated his mom. Right. Yes. I remember that one. And, you know, his, for my mom, his, it was his, hard. His first wife, yes. Right. So, for, for my mom, it was hard to understand. Right. You know, like you have your son in front of you. How come you're not understanding the pain that you caused him? But I was like, well, listen, as a, a as someone layers, who's yeah. suffering, exactly, as, as someone who suffering from not only, you know, drug addiction, but also personal, like, issues, personal yeah. issues and all of that, there's certain things that not might necessarily register with you in the moment. You understand? So for her, it's like, no, but in your moments of lucidity, you should understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, mom, forget it. That's not, not, that's not how it works, right. you know? So, but it was funny because we like had a conversation about that. And my mom is not even like a, a hip hop fan, but she right. knows who DMX is. It just goes to tell you how impactful somehow, or at least how known he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So one of the biggest to do it. Oh no, for sure. For yeah. sure. And that's undeniable by the way, because at some point in the early 2000s, I believe late he was, '90s, early 2000s. He, right. was, he, he was, was he was the biggest, he was the biggest. He was the like biggest it was it was no conversation. Was like it was bigger than Jay Z, bigger than Ja Rule, yep. bigger than he was the so, man. That's insane. And that's undeniable. Let, let that sink in, though. Like that's some of the names he used to no be mentioned doubter, with, no doubter, undeniable. I didn't realize, honestly, because I mean, as a I guess more younger person, I'm obviously the the eras of hip hop. I'm much both. more 
connected with are, are of the 2000s and the 2010s and eventually into the 2020s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Jay, we were talking about the other day, just, you know, the fact that DMX at one point could say he was bigger than Jay and some of the names that Alex just mentioned. Like, I know I just kind of said like, yeah, like, you know, but that was off of you like telling me and, and hearing other people explain that. Yeah. And it's just, it's really incredible, right? Because, I mean, I Jay, I know you know DMX and you probably know his catalog, but like when you consider like some of the rappers and the contemporaries that he, he was being compared to, mm-hmm. like those guys have like at least their period of reign and 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 their longevity, like they have tracks for days, they have albums for days, they have records for days. Like DMX is not as lengthy as as a Jay or a Snoop, but what I thought, especially in the verses that he had with Snoop, is that in the hits that DMX had. Like, if you put DMX's, like, best songs versus, like, Snoop, like, nine times out of ten, he's going to win. Like, the, like a versus back and forth between those two. Or, like, a J, like, you could make an argument to, to say some of DMX's best, like, singles, even if you want to go mainstream with it yeah. and be like, you know, party up or X going to give it to you. Like, people are going to, more and more people are going to resonate to those with DMX. Right, with sure. DMX, for sure. That's it, right? Yeah. Like, and I think about it, like... Alex, good on you to mention the fact that a lot of clips have been have been going around the last mm-hmm. few days. What I find really interesting is that like DMX, not only was he you know obviously doing really well with rap and 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 the music that he was doing was really good, but he did a great job of inserting himself in pop culture in other ways like TV show appearances movies, yeah. and 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 movies yeah. and whatnot, and also his music. Like there's an episode of Rick and Morty where like they they used X Go and Give It to You in an episode, and like <laughs> people go back to that. It's like an amazing thing, but like that's how like. That just speaks to to his music and his and his longevity. Well, longevity, so to speak, compared to everyone else. But yeah. like a lot of people have come to respect DMX and respect how menacing and real he is in his music. And mm-hmm. I wish I was mm-hmm. around. I mean, I know I'm, I was born in the '90s, but like I wish I was like a little older and I was able to really appreciate the time when when DMX was like the biggest thing. I mean. To, to your point about DMX being the biggest thing, like we go back to the everyone goes back to the Woodstock '99 performance where he performed Rough Riders from everybody. He was the only rapper there, by the way. Yeah, and like up yeah, until did you now, see like, the crowd. He was, yeah, but that's no, it. but I remember watching. How many that rappers live. have you seen with that crowd? Not not that many. Not that many. Yeah, but also that was Woodstock. Yes, but like you're right. He was the only rapper there. I mean. I think Limp Biscuit was there, but they don't Limp count. Bistic, they don't Limp Biscuit. It was, it was <laughs> Limp Biscuit. That's it. They no, wait. Count. It was Limp Biscuit. It was Creed. It was wow, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, so it was more of a rock show. Well, like that's what Woodstock is. It's Woodstock. Woodstock, Woodstock. Woodstock is known and as like a rock And he was the only rapper, like rapper. And, yeah. people, and people knew the lyrics regardless. Of yeah, course. and they were all going, and then people were moshing. In, yeah, literally. Yeah, the, literally were. People were like ripping clothes off of each other. Like it was... It was insane. Like people, he was a rock star. Basically. The running, oh, yeah. the running joke with that particular clip is that like, whoa, DMX is rapping in front of a continent. And if you look at the people, you look at how far that crowd spreads. It was like, huge. It was you insane. could maybe it's not a continent, but like that's a lot of people. Yep, yep. yep. See I, me, I, yeah. see me, see me. He made me go back to opening my you know photo album um, because I went to see him. No, I went to see him perform at Hard Knock Life tour at Bell Center, and I had to take your photo album. No, well, yeah. You know, I had it. I had the ticket. I had flyers and things like that. So I had that. That must ticket. be so cool. Yeah, man. I went I went there with a bunch of people. We were on the floor. It was, you know, Red Meth, DJ Clue, DMX, and Jay-Z. March 11, 1999. And that show was 
It was ridiculous. It, it was like, I think probably one of the best shows that I've seen in my life. Because obviously I wanted to see, you know, everybody, but I knew of X because of, you know, Get At Me Dog and 4321 and things like that. But then when I saw him live, he was alone. He didn't have, you know, like a bunch of people around him. He only had Swiss Beats as DJ, hype man, slash. But he was doing everything by himself. You know, he... He was he was entertaining. He was real. He was raw. He was he showed vulnerability. He cried. He prayed, and I was like, wow. "This is this is something that I've never seen at a rap show, and especially you. coming from the hardcore guy, mm-hmm. the man who was." And I was like, "Man, this guy's the energy." Also, yo, everything was was just every song was like one hundred percent. He never stopped. He never took a break. He you know he entertained. Obviously, he made it fun, but it was. It was just like, yo, it was a crazy performance. It was just crazy. And that that ticket, I, it made me go back to it and actually look at the ticket. I was like, wow, I was there. I saw him perform. And when I see him perform at, at Woodstock and perform 4321 and things like that, I was like, I've seen the man perform. And it, it, it you know, it was something. It was something I'll probably never forget, especially the fact that he, he showed vulnerability and he prayed and he slowed it down and then he got back up to level 100 and it just never stopped. And you know, R.I.P. to the dog, man. R.I.P. That's crazy. I think the, it's hitting the, me now. The fact, the fact that he he was so um, upfront with like his, his faith. No, oh, his faith. No, his faith. Mm-hmm. Because he stayed like. Listen, I had never heard someone pray like on albums. Well, that's what and, gave us Lord, give me a sign. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. One of them. One of them. Yes. No, but that was that was later down the road. I mean, but on, he but. always he always a true poet. To, yeah. to his point, though, like how even rappers we know now who might be out there with their faith, like, like there's still like a small list of rappers, like really good ones that we listen to in pop culture today. Like who that, though? I mean, Kanye comes to mind with Jesus Walks. That was like the first song that really blew him up. And fine, that's not a Bible verse, but like that's him literally talking about how like yo, like his faith. Yeah. If he's talking about his faith, and like if I talks about God, he won't get played, right? Mm-hmm. But like. But that, but that's my point. Like even Chance the Rapper, who's all like, you know, faith and God and I love my wife and all that. Like, how many songs does he have? Like a Lord give me a sign. Yeah. Well, I guess like um or he has, he has at least one. But he shows he shows also the 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 dark side with Damien yeah. and and you know the temptation and things yeah. like that. And then he goes back into the prayer in order because he's he's always asking for forgiveness. And he, and that's what I liked about the artist is that he showed um vulnerability. Yes, but he also showed that he was human. He it's not a persona. He has, this is what I have. I have this issues. I had problems with my moms. I've been in group homes, jail. I have drug addictions. This is what I am. So nobody can say like, nah, this guy's fake. Nah, he's real. No, he's so real. that's why we can't, that's why people fuck with X like that because the, he, he didn't bullshit. If he liked you, he was with you 100%. If he didn't like you, fuck out of here. Get out of my face. And he was like that. And that's why people fuck with DMX like that because he was so transparent. You can't. Yes, he was late, but then when he come in on stage, you'd be like, "Yo, he's gonna kill that show regardless." So Can you I, can't, you can't, you can't, you know, be like, "Yeah, X gonna be late," but he's gonna give you like two thousand percent every time he he grabs the mic. That's and that's what I liked about that artist. That's why his first two albums, I'd be like, "Yo, this is the way he just blew out of." The, he came out of nowhere, especially because it was the shiny suit era, and then he just came out of nowhere. And then after that, he did uh. Dark is hell hot, flesh is flesh with my flesh, and then there was X. You'd be like, "Yo, I mean, I've never seen that so far in hip hop." You missed in a, a long time, ne- never to be seen again. Yeah, you missed a golden opportunity when you were saying that X was gonna give you a hundred percent. That X was gonna give it to you. You missed a golden <laughs> opportunity. Can I mention something about DMX that maybe might be a bit 
Go ahead. Not controversial, but it's definitely something that I've thought about in the last few days. Maybe it's a bit of a disappointment, and maybe some people don't really like care to hear about it, but it's definitely something I've thought about. I guess, like, and I understand that, like, in the time then when he was rapping and doing whatever, like, it is what it is. Like, people did that. I'm also just, I'm curious, like, you know, when DMX, like, looks back at, like, some of the stuff that he's, like, rapped about, like, you know, does he think, like, man, I shouldn't have gone there? Like, I think about, like, some, like, lyrics that would be deemed to be homophobic, like, on on Where the Hood At, for example. I know that's, like, probably the most, like, known example. Right. I guess, like, that's, like, the one thing I wish that, like, you know. He'd filter yeah, right, and I, I think on. Um, well, when did that come come out though? Like that was like early. That was 2000s. early two thousand. It was early two thousand. That's why I said like around that time, like we weren't thinking about those types of lyrics the way that we do now. Where we, if we were to hear that now, we might reject them or be like, "Whoa, like you shouldn't be hearing that." Like right. that was part of the lexicon of not just hip hop, but like a lot of in people general, just yeah. use that for in sure. general, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the one thing I wish that DMX would have addressed. In a certain way, and just really, like maybe, yeah, that's like the one thing I, I would. And like, I know on, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I think it's GQ. GQ did an interview where um, someone sat with him, and and they went through all of like his biggest like songs, and they mentioned like where the hood at the end, and he didn't touch off on that at all. And like, I, I feel this way with a lot of people who who pass on and whatever, and, and maybe this is just me, but like, I like to look at the whole mm-hmm. picture of a person, right. Kobe Bryant's a perfect example of this. Right. So that's like, where I was going to go. Continue. For sure. Because Kobe Bryant is a player who, and I say this as somebody who grew up not liking Kobe Bryant. I not thought it, it, was, it was fun because I was back. There was you a mean time, the player? You mean you didn't like the player? The or player. the individual? The player. The player. Strictly the player because I was too young for the sexual assault case and it was only after he died where I started looking more into it. But in his heyday as a player, it was just fun to hate Kobe Bryant because, you know, he's – Always easy. wants the ball. It was easy, and the and the and the Lakers and Kobe stands were very much like, you know, we think he's the best, or whatever. I'm just like, all right, whatever. But it was fun. But also, Kobe lead into that too, right? Like Kobe was very much that. And all that to say, I know I kind of brought in Kobe on all that, but like when you consider the legacy of a person and you consider all the good that he's done, you also have to consider the fact, like, you know, there was bad that happened. You know, that's that's what happened to the person. I'm not saying, like, destroy all the good stuff you want to say about a person. But you also have to acknowledge. And, like, I know people will look at me like, oh, like, why are you bringing this up? This is old or whatever. But, like, when you consider how layered a person is or you consider how they are, like, or you're going to remember a person, like, you have to acknowledge that there was some stuff about them that wasn't necessarily good. For sure, for and sure. It's, and it, and it makes sure. it complex and difficult to hmm. consider them. I think, and if and if, especially if you're a fan of an artist, like, you have every right to mourn them, but yeah. also feel conflicted at some of the different things that they brought up that you might not necessarily agree with. I listen I listen to, to DMX music a lot. Yes. I listen to those first, I'm going to say three, four albums a lot. And in the first two specifically, he says like F-bombs a lot. Yeah. When I hear that. F, I mean, it's homophobic. Yeah, he's, he, I, I assume he meant that. The F word? Okay. The other F word. The other F word, yeah. So when he says that, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, that's it, right? That's it. Because we could that. That's it. At, at the time, don't do you, that. you thought about that? No, now. No, oh, now. now. That, oh. and, that, and that's to my now. point. Because like, if you're listening in 1998, you're just like, okay. 1998, no. Nobody, but me no now, here it is. 2021, they're like, oh, yeah, whoops. Yeah, whoops. I mean, guys, I'm not 
Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, no, no. So you would be you would be fine riding around. Hear me out. No, no, no. Wait. Go ahead. You would be fine riding around, Mm -hmm. playing DMX, Mm -hmm. repeating those lyrics, and whoever passes by would just look at you and you'd be. Because we've had this conversation yeah, about like that I word can't play before. Where the hood at. So you can't you yeah. can't repeat that. You can't repeat but that I'm word. Not, I'm not. Maybe Rough have... Riders anthem. I'll play Rough Riders anthem out, and like that's fine. But like, like I do feel and it's like not even little... in that song. Yeah, no, it's but, in, uh... but that's my point. Like right. it's like fine. Like, I hear that song. That's different. But like if I play Where the Hood, I'm like, uh, whoops. Really? Yeah, I feel I feel a way about playing that. Song. Okay. I think so, and I think like no, yeah, no, that's it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. I, I mean, feel that way about a lot of other songs. Why, that, why are you laughing, of... Alex? I gotta laugh. That's fine. It's you know fine. why? We, we can have why? a discussion about it. That's you fine. Why? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not laughing because at you or anything like that. It's more so like you consider the era. You consider who it is. You consider maybe where they come from. To me, it's like I right, like. At the time that it was at, it was like, all right, like that was accepted at the time. That's what I'm saying. Because we're looking at it from a, pers- a perspective of, okay, like we're in 2021. You can't say that. Anymore. You can't say shit anymore, right? I don't know about that. I, no, I know no, a lot no, of people no. are like, oh, you can't Julian. say anything, whatever. Says Julian. You can say whatever you want. Julian. Uh, Julian. Here's the thing. You have to, you look, look here's the thing. You can say what you want, but you have to be prepared to to step For up and be like, "Damn, well, I said well, it!" That's, like that's you most can't, people, but most people do not do not have the ammunition to do it. Making, you but, can't be going around saying a whole bunch of of BS on stuff, and when someone checks you and says, "Whoa, you shouldn't be saying that," or "Are you sure you should be saying that?" and then be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, free speech!" What am I saying? Like, we gotta be careful about that. You're stuff making now. my point, right? You're making Fine. my point. Sure, it's the fact that. Okay, you could say whatever you want, but be prepared to. But when to, you say, but when you say when you can't say shit, like I take resentment to that because a lot of people still say whatever, you yeah, know. But you can't back it up, like people because the cancel be culture back it up. and all of that. But you make it seem is, as if like you can't say anything. No, you can say whatever you want. Ultimately, you could literally say whatever you want. That's the, my the point. only issue with that is that there's a quote unquote cancel culture out there that if you accountability don't see, culture over cancel exa- culture. Well, okay. <laughs> Accountability culture. I think we've gotten to the point where we understand that there's no. Am I, am I, am I, am I no... overstepping my boundaries as a guest? No, 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 no. We're having a conversation. We're having a conversation. You're literally potting right, right now. Cool. No, you're potting, right. so I, I love it. Good it's the know. fact that, like you said, you can say whatever you want. Just be prepared to, to you know, Back it up. answer up, answer to the repercussions, and or be prepared for the repercussions. I understand that, but I'm saying now we're looking at a catalog. At the time, it was like 2002, three, four, five. The conversations that we're having now were not really. They, they, they weren't conversations then. Yes. So that's why for me, like, even if it's in the music, I understand maybe the ignorance behind it, but I, I, I'm willing to maybe overlook that today because at the time it wasn't a conversation. Now, you're that saying... That still doesn't mean that you get to repeat that shit. But again, that's not necessarily not, what he's saying. That's not, that's not... I'm not saying repeating it. I'm saying if it's in the music, it's there. That I might... Uh, I might hold myself back whenever I'm singing the lyrics, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna prevent myself from he- from listening to the song. No, it's not listening. That's not that's not what we're talking about. We're listening. It's just that when you hear certain things, you no, cringe. You, you refrain. You, you exactly. refrain. That's fine. That's fine. If you refrain, because listen, we're, we're looking not just at refrain everything. In certain cases, like Jay, you were you you explained when you were listening to some of those older albums and you hear that stuff, you, you cringe too. It's more than just like cringe. yeah, Jay I'm not doesn't cringe. No, cringe. but no, but that's that's but that's Jay literally how we describe it. No, 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 wait, 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 wait,
wait, wait, wait, wait, hold wait, on, hold on, wait, wait. I want to make this clear. Go ahead. We are. What what date is it today? April eleventh. April eleventh, two thousand twenty-one. All right. I want none of you niggas mm-hmm. to ever speak for me ever again, please. You don't That's very fair. No, 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 no. I apologize. No, wait. I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm ahead. looking at you. Don't ever speak for me ever a fucking again, please. Let it be. If I say something, it's because it's actually true. No, you didn't say let, it. Let no, it no, be known no, no, he, he no, pointed no. at Alex I, and Slay and not me. Yes. No, just, for, the, just for the audio listeners. No, because, no, because the these two okay. seem, to, seem, seem to always talk for me for some reason. Okay. Because we like know they, you. You don't know me when I'm in my car, my nigga. If I'm listening to something. Okay. Okay. And I say that it happened. That's what the fuck it is. If you refrain, that's one thing. Well, cringe. Yes, I cringe. Yes, yes, All I right. cringe. Right. Have Thank you ever? You. Heard, no, no, no. Have you ever heard me say that word? Thank Have you, you ever heard me say it? No. Cringe. No. The word. That oh, word. Oh no, no, no. I'm not saying you say it. I never said you well, said I it. I cringe at the word. No, you could refrain. I cringe at the word. Yes. All right. All right. Yes, I cringe at the word. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, you do. Cause the oh, fuck. And to my initial point. Is that because of what we know now about homophobia and 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 its role in hip hop and stuff? Like we've now we're trained to kind of reject that. Like when I hear a future record and he uses the word queer, and I'm like, "What the hell? This is 2017. You're using this lyric? Like really? Like what the hell are you doing? Like okay, that's what I'm saying. Conversation like, is going left, by the way. Like, sorry. This, I didn't, and look, no, it's funny. It's interesting. No, now we're talking I, I about think so. I think homophobia it, and hip hop. Is that where we? Is that where I don't. We're going? I didn't necessarily no, mean that. to bring that that's, up as like a no. whole theme. It's just my whole point right. is, is to say like he's just being. Uh, Your t- uh, more, 2021 lens. No, no, it's yeah. just he's, he's yeah. more informed as far as the lyrics. He's paying attention to what guys That's are it. saying. But we do, we all and, do. Well, no, we, we and it's good yeah, that we do. Yeah, we do. No. It's just that back in '98, back in '98, and you know the early you know hip hop, we didn't really give a fuck. Everything was said, and there was no you know yeah. like That's limit. It. So That's now, obviously, so now, obviously, now people dissect a lot more lyrics because now you know you could actually read the transcripts and go on Genius or whatever, and people. People will go. People were doing that then at the time. Also. Not really. Not yeah, the, the lyrics, that we are the lyrics now. were in the booklets. No, nah, but they weren't not going. Not to the same. They weren't saying like, "Yo, you're doing homophobic." Sl- no, you oh no, no, no. Like and you're not going in a booklet and reading annotations for every lyric or whatever. No, you're you're reading that. it and you're trying to interpret it for yourself. And right. by, maybe by chance, if you see an interview with an artist who explains it, mm-hmm. that's it. Now we're in an era now where like you could see someone live annotate like an like a. Like right, a, an art, like a, a a song they wrote. Right. He's just he's just saying that you know he's more aware of what people say in general. But Artists, we all are. We yeah we are. That's, that's that's not that's not what you're saying. But that's twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty one. That's twenty twenty one. Nowadays, it's just that nowadays we really pay attention to the nitty gritty fact of what you said, and mm-hmm. we should. Sorry, the context that you're saying it, and especially now with music, it's super easy because all we get is lyrics all the time, and we're now trying to dissect what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Because what am I saying? What are you understanding from what I'm saying? Well, your reaction said to something different. Maybe I misread no, it. No, but, but I'm not. Explain I'm, what I, you understood. I don't, I don't even. No, I don't explain even what get you understood. Explain what you understood. I was speaking to my reaction when I heard when when I hear certain words now. No, I'm not saying that you you accept the word, and I'm not saying not we saying should that. accept the word. He's I'm not saying, saying that. the the reaction to the word. Well, yeah, right. So for me. I'm able to look thing, look at things and bring perspective. I have that perspective. Well, I that's just what I'm saying. I'm, so that's why to me, I might hear it in the music. I might be like, all right, so from the, if I am to rap the lyrics along with the music, I might refrain myself from saying certain words. 
But outside of that, I'm not going to cringe because I understand what era it was, what era um, those words came into. Like, okay. for me, it's not more so like, I like because I can't look at things from my 2021 lens and say, oh, no, this and reject it completely. Because right. it was a different, it was a different time, a different era. So that's why I bring perspective. So that's why for me, it's like, all right, I understand what era it was in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rap it because I don't believe in that. But that doesn't mean I reject it in full and say, you know what? Fuck the music or fuck that song. I'm not going to do that. When I mean reject, well, no, I don't necessarily. No, no, no one said that. Neither. Whatever, oh. When I mean oh, yeah. reject, I'll add this. When I mean reject, I'm, I don't necessarily mean like, oh, well, that happened. You have to straight up cancel the artist. Some mean, people do that though. I, I understand where you're right. coming from. In, in this particular sense, I meant more just like, well, wow, I don't, I don't think we should be having that in music so i it's not something i want and but you are you are right there are people who would hear something like that and they would leap straight to you know saying let's cancel the artist completely right. let's mm-hmm. not listen to this person let's call this person out and mm-hmm. and bring up all their stuff to light and then we destroy them in the media or whatever mm-hmm. and that's why that's why i'm big on accountability culture versus cancel culture right okay. like if and that and wow, we found a way to go full circle. That's why I was disappointed at the fact that unless and unless Jay, maybe you know better because I know you're the DMX guy. If there was a if DMX addressed this in some way and was like, yeah, well, you know, like this was a couple years ago, whatever, like you know, it was the time, and I probably shouldn't have done that. And maybe he said on Drink Champs or whatever, I don't know. But if he had done that, or if there was something out there that was there, we could all, you know, go back to that and be like, well, damn, it, at least he addressed this in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't you think know. He did. I don't and think he did. I think Jay. I don't think he did. No, I think DMX. And I'm not saying. And like, I get DMX might hear this and just be like, "Hey, whatever." Like, I don't care. But like, I I know for me, as someone who is trying to pay more attention to the stuff that I listen to, right. and trying to pay attention to the people I surround myself with, where it's straight people, gay people, mm-hmm. people along the spectrum, or whatever. Like, I have to start thinking about what I say and 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 you know how I what I listen to or what I consume right. or what I say can affect other people. So mm-hmm. it, I don't know. And maybe I'm just, I get paranoid like that, but I think about that. No, no, no. That's a valid point. And yeah. you know, me, I, when I, when I think about X, X is a type of dude, like I said, he's unapologetic. Yeah. He probably addressed it, but at the same time, it is what it is. That's, that's it. That's probably what it is. No, but it's true. He might've done that. <laughs> that. He might've, he might've gone like, yo, this is what he was, you know, he was raised on that. Of course, I'm not saying that he was completely like oblivious to what's going on out there. Mm. He's aware, but he's also a type of dude who was like, yo, this is who I am. Accept who I am. If you ain't, then you know, that's fuck what it you. is. You and know what I'm saying? Some, some guys are like that too. That's you it. Know, that doesn't mean he doesn't care. He's just that he's, he's, he was raised a certain way. He's aware of what's going on out there. He doesn't maybe approve certain things and he just, vo- I would say I wouldn't. I haven't heard any new music from DMX. I don't think he uses that word anymore. I don't, I hope not. But at I the hope time, not. I hope not. You don't. You don't know. I don't <laughs> I know. I haven't yeah. heard any music from the. Guy I'd that. like. I'd like to think that DMX's overall message goes right. way, way beyond this conversation. I agree. Personally, I, I, I want that. Sure, I want that. Sure. I want Personally, that, I want that said. I don't like, want to. I didn't mean to bring that up to make it seem as if DMX was this guy who you know. He talks about his faith, but DMX does not have a song where he quotes like Leviticus twenty and says like you know homosexual people should burn. Right? <laughs> he didn't say that. He, he did didn't not. Say that? He did not. He did not say that. Right? I'm not trying to say that. And mm. and it would be hypocritical for me as someone who has enjoyed DMX's music to be like, well, we need to destroy this person off those lyrics when I know damn well when I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna play Rough Riders anthem for like the twentieth time this weekend. Are you a, are you a man of faith? I go to church, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I have a really, I mean, I don't want to say interesting relationship with God. I don't necessarily belong to a particular denomination, but I grew up going to church and the people that I go around, I know from church have played a huge role in my upbringing as a person, okay. as a being. And that is a spiritual foundation that I have. If you ask me, like, are you Christian or Catholic or whatever, I don't necessarily feel there's an answer to that. But if you ask me if I go to church or whatever, like, yeah, I point to... to no, you. I just want... No, yeah, I for sure. Union United Church, church, actually up the street, actually. Right, right. Burgundy, right. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I know... You probably you were probably just in it to discuss DMX and not have it be that that's deep. Fair. No, no, that's fair, but that's interesting. But point. it's an interesting perspective. The fact that it's just something I thought about. No, but even because you brought up Kobe Bryant, and I remember we had a conversation on a podcast about Gail King and how the timing of her bringing up the allegations from of the Colorado situation. Right? Was it the timing, or was it just the fact that we were bringing up the negative side of his legacy? Right when he passed so away. Now, Huh? When he passed when he away. Passed away. Well, right. that's kind of the same conversation now. It's like you look at DMX. He was so you know uh, out there in terms of and very transparent in terms of what he was going through with not only like drug addiction but also his situation with uh, his family situation and his relationships and all of that. That you know, is it something to talk about now? Is it something that we should? bring to the forefront despite the fact that we're still celebrating and mourning his uh, his his passing there's a way to do it and my whole point so so to my, my question exactly right. it's like is there a way to do it is there a way for us to celebrate someone but also acknowledging the fact that he had shortcomings or uh negative sides to his legacy i agree and and i got i got killed because i remember uh when kobe passed away not to dredge up and make the whole thing about kobe but i remember when kobe passed that was one of the wildest things to ever I could even think about. I think the only other celebrity death I can think of that I could not to say affected me, but it's something that kind of rings in my head as for the shock value is probably Michael, Michael Jackson's death. And that's a whole other discussion in itself. But when Kobe died, I remember putting up a Facebook status saying that, you know, Kobe Bryant was this talent of a basketball player. And he had done all these things beyond the hard court, obviously the Academy Award that he won, uh, the work that he was doing and being a good father to his kids and helping them, be, you know, be a good girl, da- uh, girl, dad. girl dad and whatever and coaching his kids and, and, and the support he was lending to to the WNBA, for WNBA, example. Like yeah. the reason why everybody's got those orange w- WNBA hoodies, Kobe plays a p- huge role in that. But in the status, I mentioned that, you know, when you consider that when you're, you're going through his legacy, like – you also have to – you don't just be blind and realize, okay, he's just this perfect person. You also have to consider the fact that, like, yeah, like, he had a sexual assault case. And regardless of how it ended, like, you have to realize, like, yeah, like, that happened. And I'm not saying, like – I'm not going around to people, you know, who are going to be like, man, I love Kobe Bryant. And, like, I love him to this day. I'm just like, well, yeah, he had that happen to him. I'm not going around doing that. I'm just saying, like – you, you can't, know. you can't, you know, like neglect it. You, you I don't think that's so. part. It's right. part. It's I don't part think of so. It's part of it's his. It's part of it. Of his sister. It's yeah, part right. of it. And the thing is, is like if you go to people who are diehard like Los Angeles Lakers fans, like they might not think about it, but like there are probably some that do. And I think like you, you should acknowledge like, like yeah, like damn, like that's that's not easy to to consider. So with DMX, like I think the guy as a rapper is was an amazing talent. And I think the fact that 
he was able to make these appearances in all these different movies and stuff. Like he, right. he did a great job and, and was just, just a talent, right? Like he might not necessarily be in anyone's top. I've never heard anyone. And that's not to say DMX is a bad rapper. I've never heard anyone put DMX in their top five. There are some people who do. There are some people who do, but I rarely hear people who are like, man, I'm going to put DMX in my top five at the same, in the same vein. I would be. You, I think you'd be very hard pressed to find people who don't like DMX. But I think if you're a fan of DMX's music and you listen to his music, and you cause and you cringe at some of the stuff that he says, like, yeah, that's 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 part of it. You think about it, and I don't. Th- I get why some people get upset when people say like, oh, well, you're bringing this up as we're mourning because there are a lot of people who feel a way about his music and feel a way about him and family themselves. Of course, like they're like that was a person at the end of the day. They know them better than we do. But like, I also think like a person in the public eye with the way that they're out there like that. Like, I I can't. You can't not think about that. I see what you're that's, saying. That's 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 what I'm trying to say. I'm not I'm not somebody who feels like you should outright cancel a person for for stuff that they say necessarily. But I also think like if a person has the opportunity to address it and be like, "Yo, man, like this was a mistake," or I'm doing something better about it, like mm. that's all the better. And again, to my initial point, the one disappointment, and I don't know if DMX would have ever done it, but if DMX said it would have ever addressed it, then I would feel a lot better at night. You know, I see what you're saying. Knowing that I, I listen to his music and, and whatever. You know, it's just we have to think about stuff that we say and stuff that we think. And I, hopefully I was able to make my point, uh, you know, as coherent as I could. Right, you brought dude. up a valid point. No, you brought up a valid I point. Personally, I personally choose to um, focus on the things. The positive things? Yeah, sure. Because he did a lot more positive than... than and he did. So... He, he, was, he did do he, that. He's saying you have to paint the whole picture. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. I'm saying you have but to paint me, the whole picture but, with this but guy. Me, but, me, but me knowing who he is, I know the picture, so I don't have to paint it. That's the thing. No, I don't. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm going to make that clear. No, I don't no, have no, to paint but, that picture. But he's saying, he's saying, because it's important to, for you to understand also that there's a, a, a huge sec, section of people. I'm not speaking for them. Sorry. But I know. I know. I understand it. So I'm not speaking for them. you, you mean you. Yes. But there's a lot of people that think like you. What do you mean? You know, everybody thinks people, like you, though. There's a lot of people. Most people would rather focus on. And listen, DMX was not a bad person. That's not the point. I mean, as far as we, I'm getting the. This is this is where the conversation no, gets. To bring the I conversation mean, we don't know of, DMX like that, right? Like, let, let's let's be real here. Like, all four of us at different points in our lives, we listen to his music, but none of us have ever like met the dude. None of us have no. None of us know him like that, right? Like. Let's be careful with how we say. We like, just we know the know artist. The person. We know, we the, know artist. the artist. We appreciate his music, and like even the topic I discussed is is relating to his music and the lyrics. That's we don't know point. DMX yeah, as a person. Point. We have to be very careful True with how we paint that's the person. But point. there's a lot of people that paint him in a positive light because that's what they saw. In him. That's very fair. But like we're not. We're not DMX. We're not the people so close to him. I mean, like, we don't know Earl Simmons. We don't know Earl Simmons. That's true. Like, Gabrielle Union, for example, like, the, the one story I've seen gone around where, like, you know, she'll, she was doing some project with DMX, and DMX was in his trailer, and he's playing, like, Golden Girls. He's watching, like, the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls, and, like, he <laughs> loves that show. Like, right, right, right. maybe Gabrielle Union knows that side of DMX, and she'll prop that up because that's what she knows. But, like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know Earl Simmons, right? And he's had a lot of pain and strife go through his life. Like he puts out what he's put out there, but we don't know. We have to be careful of how we personify these people. Okay. 
That's okay. a valid point. That's a valid point. That's his perspective. Anyway, that's that's my perspective. And I understand, no, but because I, I understand where you're coming from. Right. You want to celebrate the legacy and and you sh- and that. fine. I'm not. I'm not here to. Why? To, why is why? <laughs> I'm not here. I I'll, I'll end with this because I realize I have kind of made this topic go on too long. I'm not here to denigrate anyone who's of looking to celebrate no, DMX's no, 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 legacy. I know I have on my own. It's just for me, and I like to paint the whole picture with people, and like. I'm not with I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, well, why are you bringing this up because you well, you know he died. Like you why are you bringing you wouldn't have brought this up like last week, but like, you know, person was in the news last week. That's not fair to say. Mm. I paint I try to paint the picture with people as much as I can That's and fair. as someone who's interested in, in DMX, I you can't not ignore that. Anyway. All right. I mean, they, quite a conversation. Quite a conversation. Yeah, by, the way, the way quite I, a conversation. by the way, the re- the way I reacted to that—that that is exactly how I would react to listening to your episodes. Like, whenever you guys go into these deep conversations, and like, I might just come and be like, "Yeah, but that's not what he's saying," or "That's what he's saying." Right. That is exactly how I would react. By the like, way, if by I was way, I'm glad. I'm glad you bring the, this perspective up because if I were to bring it up, let's say, not that I would have, but you probably would. Not me. Yeah, you would. No, no, no. Not that perspective. I never thought of that actually. But if I were to bring that perspective up, I would have gotten killed by Jay. So it's a different reception. That's so that's fair. why I'm laughing. So that's 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 fair. Fight. Okay, fine. I, I can get Jay that. Jay would react completely different if that's it was fair. just him and I. That's fair. <laughs> and I guess maybe because I'm the guest, you don't necessarily want to it's wild fair, out. Man, like, is they like I'm cool? I mean, I think. I, oh, I'd don't like... get me wrong. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Say, I got, I'm don't glad, get me I'm glad wrong. you're saying. I disagree. It, I'm glad you I disagree with all this conversation. Oh, hey. Hey, no, no, no. That's let's let's make this clear. Conviction. That's hey, fine. Hey, that's I think fine. Hey, we're at episode 99. We're going to get the pardon. I, I disagree Ooh. with this whole conversation. All of it. That's fair. All of it. All right. But again, <laughs> but again, I want to apologize I'm, to Mike for uh, all the times my uh, vocals peak uh, to this <coughs> hey, point listen, of the podcast. Hey, listen. Oh. Can you give me a thumbs up for all the times I've been peeking or if I'm not peeking? <laughs> no, you're all right. Oh, no, you're, give you're, me a thumbs up. I'm not peeking. That's yeah, great. You're all right. No, but listen, listen. Perspective. Everyone has their own right, perspective. That's if that's yeah, yours, that's, that's yours. I that's choose. It. I choose to adhere to mine, and that's cool. You okay. know what I, mean? I may make. Right. You know, I don't know. Alex was looking at me, and I don't know. Because I know look. you. So that's right, why. Well, right. that's why. I do think Alex has a point, though. Anyway, let's well, well, move on. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Sorry. Hey, listen, man. Rest, rest in power to the late great DMX. That's what I'll say. We can do that. That's my perspective. Yes. That's my perspective. Yes. You guys don't have any like ad reads or anything like that. No, we don't. Ad reads? No, no, no. A no. commercial break we're to break the tension? Nah, <laughs> we're not there nah. yet. Nah, we're not nah, there we yet. got those, buddy. We're not there yet. You're just gonna we're have to live with, <laughs> with, with with the energy that's on here. No, nah, we're not there yet. Uh, sign up to uh, ZipRecruiter.com. Yeah, uh, nah. Insert nah. dope on the table yeah, and get twenty yeah, percent yeah. off yeah, your promo code. Buy a laptop case from Insert Company here. Nah, nah. Dope on the table. Not yet. Y'all should be getting that though. Like, there's there's some ad money out there, for real. Oh, yep, that's speaking true. Speaking of ads, of I ads. mean, speaking of ads, because there was um, I, I think there was a conversation this week about because Diddy called out corporate America. Ooh, okay. For the fact that um, they weren't necessarily allocating the funds to black businesses, right? And um, you know, so I think there was this whole conversation, and people called out Diddy afterwards because. Would you like not, to read the aforementioned le- letter? For the people? Uh, I don't have it on hand. Do you have it? I do. Okay. 
Go ahead. Look at Jay being so prepared. Of course. Listen, man. He was ready to He's just whip that guard. out and be like, oh, you don't have the letter in front of I have it. I'm going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do you got to do that from time to time. You know what I mean? All right. Mr. Sean Combs, if you love us, pay us. A letter from Sean Combs to corporate America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Uh, no longer can corporate America manipulate our culture into believing incremental progress is exceptional action. Uh, he wrote this on April 8th uh, through his uh, revolt, um, I guess, website or something. Yeah, that's his, uh, well, that's his thing, right? That's his entity, right? Yeah. That's his, so uh, um, let's see. Uh, the same feet these companies used to stand with us in solidarity are the same feet they used to stand on our necks. When confronted by the leaders of several black-owned media companies, General Motors, GM, listed uh, my network, Revolt, as an example of the black-owned media it supports. While Revolt does receive advertising revenue from GM, our relationship is not an example of success. Instead, Revolt, just like other black-owned media companies, fights for crumbs while GM makes billions of dollars every year from the black community. Exposing GM's historic uh, refusal to uh, fairly invest in black-owned media is not an, assassin- an assassination of character. It's exposing the way GM and many other advertisers have always treated us. No longer can corporate America manipulate our community into believing that incremental progress is uh, acceptable action. Um, this is a very long one, so I'm not going to stay too long on this in Fine. terms of reading I think it. I think you got the gist of it, though. But he goes into like the numbers... Uh, for example, in 2019, brands spent $239 billion on advertising. Less than 1% of that was invested into black-owned media companies. Uh, out of roughly $3 billion uh, General uh, Motors spent on advertising, we estimate only $10 million of that was invested back into uh, black-owned media. And, uh, like, yeah, and that's basically what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, the reaction to that was mm-hmm. not favorable. At all. Um, people came for Diddy and said, well... You have bad business, so you cannot call out bad business. That was basically the gist of it. Um, some some content, black content creators said that, hey, I, I, you, uh, you Jesse tried, Wu, for you, example. Jesse Wu said that, hey, you tried to get me to join Revolt um, as a content creator, but you had no money to offer me. It was basically mm-hmm. for the free. So, um, <laughs> but it was. Yeah, it was. So you can't be talking about people paying when you're not willing to pay. Uh, I think also on the Breakfast Club, I did see a clip mm-hmm. of Charlemagne breaking it down where, because they are part of Revolt. Um, Revolt, Revolt has no money. Where you're asking someone who doesn't have money they, to pay you. What do you mean they well, don't no, have, what do you mean they don't have, have money? money. No. Revolt doesn't Revolt, have money. Revolt. The company does right. not generate revenue for, to pay people. They don't? No. They do not. So it's just... So outside it, of respectfully. What do you mean outside of respectfully? Because respectfully, I'm, I'm assuming they're getting paid. I think just I mean, I would respect hope so. Joe was getting paid. Okay. I would hope so. Joe also? Yes. Because okay. other than that, that's just like an entity that's just kind of there. It's just like, hey, you just want to be under this? Like, I mean, those things exist, but like, I would be. Well, some, I some people, <laughs> I read some people were asking for Diddy to just pay out of pocket. Because he's worth I mean, His net worth is like nearly like a billion, right? Almost. Almost. Yeah. He's almost, a, he's almost worth a billion. Yeah. Well, but, that, yeah, but that's, 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 not, his, that's his money. That's not the company. Yeah, but if you're saying like paying out of pocket, like, and you're worth nearly a billion dollars, like, that shouldn't does that seem like necessarily somebody who would be strifling? If like, damn, we gotta pay, pay like this artist like a couple million dollars. Well, I speak as someone obviously not in that tax bracket. Right. 
important you say that. It's very important I say that. it's very important. I think I think a lot of people. I'm not making that much money. I'm not making that much money. <laughs> I think I think I think people have uh, business uh, misconstrued. Like they don't understand like how business works and right. net worth for that matter. That's true. Net worth doesn't net worth like. like you're you're employed. Not you're, you're not asking the guy who's hiring you to pay you out of his pocket. That's not how it goes. <laughs> that's Technically, not, that's not how it goes. Technically, so um, for people to be like, oh well, you know, you're worth you're worth damn near a billion dollars. Like, but that's not like you get paid from the revenue that the gen that the the company, the company generates. generates. That is fair. So, yes. and then to bring up like his past business dealings is, I mean, he's in he's in the building, so he is the one to call it out. He's saying, hey, mm-hmm. we want to help in changing the narrative for black folks. You're not paying us. Cough up the dollars. I can't, because people are coming to him. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's an effect. It's like, okay, I'm here. I'm asking the people here to pay me so I can pay the people down here. And the people down here are saying, but yo, you are up here, but you're not paying us. Well, no, I, mean, I think they're looking, like you said, at the past dealings that he's that he's had, not necessarily the current. I know Jesse Wu was one to call out currently, and people that were maybe approached by Revolt, but some are even bringing up uh, situations like Mace and Bad Boy. But that's, and, but that's whack to do that. I mean, we know, we know, we've heard the stories and things like that. But right now, let's focus on exactly what he's trying to do. He's trying to basically tell corporate America that, yo, you need to cuff up the dollars in order for to have a trickle down effect. But right now, it's he's, not. He's being a hypocrite because he's not doing that in his own community. That's what they're saying. Like Look, the best, and I don't want to focus on the reaction necessarily, right, but it's it's part of why we're having. A yeah, but, mo- but most people don't understand the music business. Yeah, and, and they don't understand business right. in general. It's not necessarily. Yeah, right. It's the music business. Yes, also is very. That. It's very very you know special in its own way, but the business. It, People think that just because you get into business with people that it's a 50-50 deal. It's not. No. And a lot of people have this misconception that I'm going in business with you, so it should be fair. But it's not. Technically, when you go into business, somebody's going to finesse you somewhere down the line. But you're trying to normalize it. That's not... That's, we can't we can't think like that. It's not about but normalizing. But that's the it. it's reality. About, it's about that's the, the reality, reality of that's capitalism. That's the reality of capitalism. When you go into business Today with somebody... or at the time... Well, every, day, I mean, every day, every day, every day. Because no, yeah. people are bringing Diddy's past and maybe Diddy's current way of doing things, right? But he's so, he, but that's not current. But Meaning, he's well the revolt thing. The revolt. Well, example. that's one situation. But he's not getting paid, right? So right. that's what that's exactly. He's saying, it. He's that, saying and that, that's important to mention. He's saying that the billion dollar you know companies, the trickle down is not enough in order for him to subsidize everybody else but under him. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to say, like, yo, you guys need to, you know, wake up. Because it, Revolt is not generating enough yeah, money Revolt to pay is the not, creators. Revolt is not NBC. And it's not just, no. it's, it's right. not, and it's not just for him. He, because it's for he everyone. Speaks, he speaks a lot. He speaks a lot for, like, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Revolt is not NBC. It, it's a whole it's not thing. the same thing. Let's, let's, let's also, let's relax. Revolt is just a regular channel that... You know, you regular watch, channel. It's a regular channel. <laughs> There's nothing wow out of revolt. But it's this is not NBC, ABC, CBS, Disney. Viacom, no. Right. This so people need to understand who you're dealing with. That's why, like I said, you well, need to do your homework on who out. you're dealing with. The thing is, people are seeing they, they see, see revolt, revolt they but see they Diddy. see Diddy. And okay. then, then then they Google net worth. They're like, Well, damn, you're worth damn near a billion dollars. Well, How that, come you can't pay me? That's where that's where that's where they're out. looking at. That's where they're But to up. me, that's true. That's fair. And and people but people are crucifying the messenger. 
without really understanding what's going on behind the scenes. Voila. And that's the issue. Voila. It's like Diddy, who if it was if Diddy wasn't calling out this issue, who else would? There's not that many people who have access to this kind of information or uh, or that are actually behind the scenes and exactly. seeing this kind of amount of dollars being passed around without black folks ever seeing the light of day of that money. And that's the issue. So now you want to crucify the messenger without understanding the message. But it's kind of hard to differentiate the two. That's the issue. It's like, well, well you've had funny business in the past. Right. Now you want to call it out. But look at you. Look at the kind of business you did, you, you did in the past, but also the kind of business that you're doing right now with Revolt without really understanding the bigger picture. And so what do you want to focus aside on? Aside from the reaction, what did you feel about it, though? Well, again, like to me, it's an important, it, I think it's important for Diddy to call this out. Because again, it, it speaks to like it speaks to the oppression that's that's happening currently to to black people in general. We we always talk about oppression on the podcast, right. but it, it it's so much deeper than what we talk about. Now you look at the ad revenue, like companies. I think ad companies last year was it last year or I think it the did, number that he said the number that 2019. he said. So that was 2019. So in 2019, uh, ad 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 companies spent about. 300 billion in 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 just in uh in in ads and stuff like that right but black people only saw tell me uh, black businesses 10 million only saw a per, low, below a percent of that that's completely insane but not but just see, but it's I not never just, it's not just it's not just black people only saw it's you using black people to, to make sell, the money right. To so sell your product for you, but you're not willing to pay up. Now, those I don't know companies. if they were advertising to black folks. I don't know all of that. Well, yes, you are because is... you're using black-owned media companies. They do. Like who? Like, for example, Revolt. That's an example. Okay. You're using black-owned media companies to promote your to product, promote but to you're black not, people. But you're not. Okay. You're not. So he was saying, you're not yo, breaking off the the, the money, and right? So he was saying, yo, like if, for example, black has pe- always been the case, by the way, right? And and he was saying, well, if black people account for fifteen percent of your revenue. Allocate fifteen percent to black businesses, which is a fair point to make. Right. But people Don't lost sight of that because it's like, well, did he l- listen? You're it's worth, like yeah. it's like the pot calling the kettle black. That doesn't make sense. Well, f- f- just, just differentiate the mes- the messenger for two seconds. Yeah. If you look at revolt, revolt is not generating any money, but people don't know that. Exactly. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. See, not only that, I didn't know that last year ad companies spent three hundred billion. In just advertising and all of that, I didn't know that. All but, you have is ads. Oh, uh, huh? all we have now is ads. You see it every day. Well, I see the ads, but I don't know how much they're. They're. They I don't know how much money mm-hmm. they're spending. You don't know how much that. they cost. To his point, exactly. So I don't have access to this kind of information, but Diddy does. So it's important for Diddy to call this out, whether you like the messenger or not, whether he's done bad business in the past or not. It doesn't matter. Focus on what he's saying. It's unfortunate that I have to say this. I I might disagree with that premise. But he's he's one of the only people who who has access to this kind of information. Who else is de- is doing business like that on that level, outside of Diddy? Has I read Byron to, Allen or something like that. Has access to information and is credible, right? Because a lot of people could take like an economics class and and learn about some of those different things. Right. Maybe not necessarily have all those intimate details, but know enough. But like if. I were to go on a platform and learn that and say something like that, am I going to get the same reaction? Probably not. Exactly. Like General Motors is going to look at me and be like, some dude. Right. But to your point, Diddy is someone who has made enough money, has done enough business where he could at least step up in an office at General Motors and be like, hey, like you guys should be doing something different. But because of how, especially on Twitter, 
uh, it's very easy for people to kind of just kind of dig up receipts and and kind of bring that to light. That's a big reason why uh, Diddy's message ultimately is getting lost in the sauce here. And like to to, I'm not gonna lie. Like one of the memes I thought was really not funny, but like I. I definitely shared it with one of my friends. It's it's this photo from the Simpsons where the whole Simpson family is all like upset and they put like a different like former member of Bad Boy to like some <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like Barge is like Black Rob and you see like G Depp is like Maggie. Like everyone looks like upset. Mm-hmm. So but like the the point is is like Diddy's talking about like, you know, the trickle down economics and whatnot and how money should be going down there. And then you have all these other artists who are all we'll just bring, like, Hey, we'll well, what about me? Right, like right, right, right. Shine, like what about me? I'm in Belize. You know, like what's going on? Like, he, he, well, I mean, he—I don't think he's complaining now. He's a president, so he's in politics. All that to say, like, I mean, I'm very much not as the reason why I'm in journalism and not in economics and business. But uh, I'll say that Diddy's message—he had the right idea because of what he's his business dealings before. He did kind of open himself up to to that. Well, well also, I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think he necessarily cares. Either. No. No way. No, if you look at the he does not care. He might not care. Nor should he, by the no, way. He, he has like almost 900 million reasons why he shouldn't care. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's bigger than that. It's, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Because he's, he's <laughs> it, it makes me, like, he's taking the bullets from the public, but he's actually for the public, in a sense, if you like, if you want to see it that way. Because if Revolt sees, say, 5% of that money, maybe the creators are getting paid. Right, the, the creators that he approaches to maybe go. do business with, not necessarily. Maybe because but. you would generate more revenue if you saw more from that money, saw more of that money. Sorry, you'd have more shows. You'd have more, more money shows, to more allocate content. to these, yeah, res- right. like allocate to the creators. Yeah, like I remember in, in theory, in theory, in theory, yeah. theory yeah. you would like to think. I don't, I don't have access to this kind of information, but and that's the thing. Like I think he's co- is he now? If you want to question his character and say, okay, is he complaining for himself? Or is he complaining on our behalf? Both. That's a different conversation. Both. Both. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like Both. if I if I win, man. y'all win right. type of thing. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 a businessman. He's in the he's in the ad ad game as well. He wants Revolt to go to the next level. He wants to obviously Most likely. he probably hears also in the back of his mind that yo, you know, my my content creators and I really getting paid their due share. So let me try to do what I can do. Obviously I can go in the pocket and start paying you myself, but that doesn't help. That doesn't help the problem. It's just a band-aid on, on, on the on the on situation. A issue, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the bigger like GM, like whoever who can actually pump in some some good money in order to create new shows that are that is going to sustain, you know, the test of time. Because Rovault doesn't have that. It's just basic video um show videos, a couple of shows that show the state of the culture, and that's pretty much it. But it's even bigger. Or than maybe that. or maybe he does, or maybe he should just pump some money into his own businesses, maybe. No, it's bigger than that. I mean, it's I imagine he has that. to, right? I mean, it's his thing. To, like right. you mean to tell me like what? You can't just like start something and then just like slap your name on it and then just like have people in it without putting your own He did. No, he like, probably he put his he own did. capital. But the thing is again, like it, it there's a hypocrisy in terms of especially the corporate America because we yeah. saw them come out with like this whole rollout during Black Lives Matter about oh we're going to allocate this right. much right. to black businesses and all of that but then when you really look at at the at the end result there wasn't much of a difference although I know 2019 I don't think that was BLM 2020 uh, I don't think that was I mean they've been making those announcements right. for the past 2 3 years anyway right but I don't think it was during BLM I think it was before so I don't listen I don't 
I don't know that, but the point is they're always going to say we stand with black people, all of that. But in reality, all those black squares from last year, you mean? Yeah, right. So BLM was last year, but that was like Tuesday. The report, right? So the report was in 2019. But it's just to say, like, there's a hypocrisy there. Like, you you guys say that you stand with black businesses, then you're going to point out revolt, and you're using revolt as a successful business model that you guys are allocating resources to black businesses. When in reality, we're only seeing like below a percent of that. You understand? So there's a hypocrisy there, and you got to sure. call it out. So that that shows you it's unfortunate. The messenger will always, like you said, Jay. I think we were speaking off mic yesterday. You said it's low, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. He's the easy target. Of course, he's the easy target because he's the front man. So it's like, well, yo, and he when you this, live this, your this, life that, in the yeah, public right. eye, and like, like you said, there. like your your all uh, all your business is on Google. So naturally, people are going to Google and say, well, listen, did he like that's worth, the pot, yeah, the, that's the pot calling calling the kettle black when in reality. He's really fighting for all of us. Anyways. It's unfortunate. Just has to see how it re- turns out in the end, right? We'll see. It's totally possible you we'll can see. put yourself out there to fight for everybody, and then you get your piece of the but pie. But the thing is, most people like, hey, don't wait. understand the bigger picture. That's the problem. Because we don't have access to that kind of information. Whoa. We see the numbers, but it's like, whoa, 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 time out. Diddy, shut up. Like We saw the situation with Mace last year. We saw that. But that's like, easy. That's but again, easy. like you said. Yeah, but that's music easy. industry shit. That has nothing to do with the revolt. Right, but they're, they're just saying. No, it's just well, business practice. No, right. but again, biz- there's music business and then there's adver- advertising business. This is two completely two different, different games. Right. And people different games. And people just don't, they yeah. don't, they don't compartmentalize things. They just, oh, yeah, well, you did this to this person. Did, yeah, so that means, wrong. Yep. so whatever. But yeah, I so, mean, I just, I just think, I just think, you know, it's good that someone is speaking up on these things and it's good to have that information. Uh-huh. That's that's my view of it. I don't have So what you one thing you need to understand, he's he's focusing on the positive. Which For is everyone a good thing listening, to do. Alex Lead is with at love. Me. Lead with love. Lead with love. Basically. Is, are you presenting that as a general philosophy for my life? Like, what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> that's what, how what, Jay what, views things. Are you I'm up? just telling you how he views things. <laughs> with, with, wait, with how <laughs> Jay views things? Because <laughs> he's told me that before. Jay, do you, do, you not, do you lead with love? Mm, not always, but oh. I try to. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, I think that's cool, but like, you can't love everybody. Oh, oh no! Not everyone. Not everybody's worth kindness, right? You're talking to me here. No, no, that's 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 not that's not the narrative we're going to no. attach to me. No, <laughs> but um, no, I just think I just see I just see the the convo for what the convo should be. Sure. And yes, there are different nuances, sure, but those nuances are minute to to the bigger, to the bigger picture, picture for me. So, um, actually, off of that convo. Since you're here, because I, I did want to get your take on this. All right, cool. Paul Pierce in ESPN. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Because we are talking about big companies. Sure. Um, so, um, do you want to talk about the bigger conversation or you want to focus on that situation? What bigger conversation? Well, okay. We'll just break it down because we, we didn't have an episode last week. So, Paul Pierce was on uh, Insta Live a few weeks ago and he was smoking weed and had strippers yep. and basically in the middle of a poker game and he broadcasted it live for everyone to see. Right. And then a couple of days later, ESPN and him parted ways. Right. So now there was this whole convo about, well, yo, Paul Pierce, you're irresponsible. You're showing all this stuff. You work for Disney. Like then you know that you were, it wasn't going to go over well. Clearly Paul Pierce don't give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. And you know, there was the whole, uh, announcement afterwards that cam soda offered him a contract to um wow. to uh, uh, okay. uh do uh, nba commentary 
with uh, <laughs> scandally clad women twerking. Oh my god, jeez. Okay. Only in America. First off, I fuck with that. <laughs> wow. Only, let's just make that only clear. In okay. America. Let's just make right. that clear. That's, that's let's you. just make that clear. Only I fuck that's you. I that's fuck you. That. Only in America. I fuck with that. Only in America. But, but, but to your point, Slay, like, I mean, yeah, that's that's capitalism. No, A lot but of people why, are jump on that. why I fuck with it is because Disney, well, Disney, ESPN. Well, yeah, Disney. 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 Not even Disney. I'll just say ESPN. Well, no, ESPN's part is Disney. part of Disney. Sure. But you're going to fire me for something that had nothing to do with y'all. Yeah, but at the and same then time, someone someone who sees value in the fuck shit is going to hire me. Of course, he's never going to take that contract. Okay, so Fine, he, that's fuck like, shit, huh? So strippers is fuck shit for 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 their weed for, is fuck for, shit for their for their brand. It's for fuck shit. Brand. I don't okay. think they necessarily want, and maybe this is and also other companies would say this too. I don't think they necessarily want their employee live streaming to everyone that that's what they do. No. I don't think they necessarily want that going on. Where you have your employee just in a room, just hanging out and just like wilding out, wilding out, like wilding you know, out. if that's what you're doing in your in own the middle f- of a pandemic, right? We didn't even bring that up, too. I mean, they never brought that up. No one brought that up. No, it's the but strippers in the weed. But it's, in the it's weed. a but that's a factor. But that's, that's probably a factor, factor to us, not thing. to Americans. What? Meaning, America's been open for the longest time. No, no, no. I mean, yes. Pretty fine. much. Sure. But, but, sure. but COVID but, is not the issue. It's not COVID. That's no, exactly. The okay. We're the strippers, we're, we're, yes. strippers in the week. Yes. Right. The that's it. The COVID is just like, that's just like the, yeah, oh yeah, right. The you have to think about top, that yeah. too. But I mean... It's the strippers in the week. For sure. You have to think about the fact that like when you're, even if you're someone like Paul Pierce, who... I don't have his career earnings off the top of my head, but he's obviously made quite a bit of money during his NBA playing career. Mm-hmm. He didn't need an ESPN. I mean, fine, but at the same time, like if he's going to work for ESPN, he has to. You understand. become an employer, that's regardless right. of your yeah, earnings. You, you have to. You have to uh, you're still an employee. Sorry, you have an employer. I mean. That's it, there you right? Go. There you and go. like, if you if you're seen as someone who's not representing the brand in some way that is deemed to be respectable to them, like. You're gonna to have to open yourself up to the consequences, right? Like, I understand if Paul Pierce, if that's what he wants to do in his spare time, and no one sees, it, he's just doing it. Like, no one's gonna be able to tell him anything about it. But if he's gonna go up on Instagram Live and do that, like, I don't know if that's necessarily a good look, right? Like, that's you have you to be very with careful though? with that stuff. Do you agree with that? With the fact that your employer has that much influence in what you do on your spare time. I mean, it's not about what you're doing. It's, no, not, no, it's no. not about what I agree. It's, it, those are the rules. What do you mean the rules? That, those are the rules. You like, signed a contract. Yeah, right? Like a lot of people, like I, when I joined The Athletic, I signed a contract and it, there's a provision in that contract that says like, you know, you have to. Did you read it? Yes. Okay. I continue. read it and I had. Fam, <laughs> fam. Yo, yo, time out, time yo, out. Fam. So Slate, no time out. Let me ask Slate. Slate, I so read Slate, it you and, mean and to I tell me you read your whole. person look at it as well. Like, okay. I, so you. I, unfortunately, I, I'll tell you this. I am not going to be able to quote it word by word from what I read, but mm-hmm. I did read it and I looked at all the different things that are in that contract. And what is it? And say? I know for me, the general gist of it is, is that going forward, like I can't be wiling out on Twitter or wiling out on my social media platforms. Uh, you know, disrespecting or, or misrepresenting the company. There are some liberties I know I'm able to get away with, with some things I'm able to talk about or things I'm even able to say. Like The Athletic, for example, as far as I know, is not going to like bring me in their office if I say the F word in a tweet. Am I going to start using the F word in every single one of my tweets? No, but I know that like if I do one... like By the F word, you mean fuck. Yes. You mean F-bombs. 
f bombs. That, in all fairness, considering yo guys, know, guys, 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 this ain't, this, fa- ain't, this ain't this ain't this ain't feel far and feel like this. You can what? oh, but you can't say it. I'm sorry. It's not to say that I can't. <laughs> you can't say. It. It's contract. not to say no, no. It's not to say that I can't say it. It's this is just me. This is who policing is, right. myself, and I know for me, like maybe like off mic or whatever, like I might use an f-bomb but i know for me just as practice i try to not okay swear or, or say i'll say shit sometimes but like i try not to do that because i don't want to get to a point where like it, it becomes a habit and then like maybe i'm on like a radio station somewhere and you and let it off when when that's it right has that's, that ever happened to you no <laughs> no not on not on radio no uh no have you ever seen it happen though of course <laughs> yes definitely oh, team 990 uh <laughs> well there was like I don't think I've seen it on 690. There was, I know on like CTV, like a few months ago, there was really, (laughs) that's funny. Well, I didn't see it, but there was a fun, not funny, but like there was an instance where like an anchor was like reading like the, the headlines for the five o'clock show. And then like, uh, they thought their mic was off just as they were like transitioning from like the headlines to like the first block of the show. And then you overhear the anchor being like, Oh shit. Oh, and I get it, that's like harmless, but like I've never been around anyone that was like yelling like expletive after expletive after expletive. But they oh, do okay. say like, you know, uh, if you have a hot mic on, you have to be careful because at any point you could say something that might get on air, right? Like you have to be careful. In the NHL the other day, like they, they got mad at the referee who was saying like, yeah, I had to do a makeup yeah, call for that. this team. Yeah. Right. That was, yeah. that was That's not a smart move. That was not smart that's at all. That's not smart at and all. It's open. Yeah, I saw that. That could be a whole other discussion. He got itself. fired. Of course he got fired. Yeah. Well, he was about to retire. He was about to retire. Right. So anyway. they just say, you know what? I think you should retire now. Take your seven. To, circle right. a, <laughs> to try to circle back to the initial point, like – you have to watch how you conduct yourself and, and you have to essentially watch some of the things that you say when you are being – when you are a part of like a massive entity, right? So for me to be like, you know, is it fair or not, like – Do you believe know. that maybe Paul Pierce was already on the outs and he just didn't give a fuck? I don't know about that. I don't know anything about his contract situation. I'll say this, like – no disrespect to Paul Pierce. If I'm trying to find a, a bunch of old NBA players to talk about the game, I'll go watch inside the NBA instead of NBA on ESPN. That's no shade to those guys because, like, Jalen Rose is great. Yeah, uh, right. Paul Pierce belonged there, I guess, when he was there. He, he had his takes and whatever. But, like, they're not was really... Chauncey? Chauncey, yeah. Chauncey no, Billows. Chauncey's I love Chauncey Billows. But, like, uh, Jay Williams was also there every now he's and good. then. I know he has he's his good. own show. But like Paul Pierce, he's got no better. Also, I'm confused. Like he in that video, he's all like, "Hey man, Monica, you know you gotta come through." Who's Monica? No one's been able to answer that question. He keeps asking for this Monica person to show up, and like no one knows who that is. Who is that? I think he just got confused. Yeah, I think it was just fun. I he think was he was high. just drunk and high. You should not yeah, have been in that high. situation. Yeah, That's how I feel. I like, like, you know, I get it, Monica. Paul Pierce. <laughs> Is a millionaire. He has had a lengthy NBA career. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's he killing. And yes, you could say, you know what? He doesn't necessarily need to work for right. an ESPN or, or any other place like that. But if you're going to work for some of those places, you got to watch how you behave. There's still in a, a level of professionalism that Absolutely. you still have to, That's true. to. Absolutely. Right. Just like Shannon. They 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 called Shannon after that you know the Henny and the 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 Black and Miles and all that. Hey, that, that I understand because they, they called him for that because I feel like he's done it enough now. I don't, think, I don't sh- think they called. I don't him know for if that. they, they did, did because they I did. feel like he's they done. Said it. That? He he's said done it, it, he said it himself. Now, where it's become a shtick. 
I remember no, but he's, he's he said down. it himself. He's he said, down. He calmed down. I, I, Fair, but like it definitely was at it, fine, but like. I no, because at some point he was doing way too much. Like it wasn't necessarily sure. the henny. He was coming with gummies on air. He was coming with like. Okay, yeah. Uh, you can't be you out know, your wall and like that. Come on, black like, and Miles. He was coming with yeah, the blue rag. <laughs> like. But I think now. like crazy entertainment. Right. It was hilarious, but I was like, and Whoa. he said it himself on there. I remember because I watch it every day, and he said, "Well, listen, I've you been watch mad. I got to tone it down every day. I do. Wow, really? I swear. Are I you did. serious? Judge yeah, him. Why not? Judge him, Julian. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm I'm impressed because there's this guy on Twitter uh, named Richard Deitch who uh, works at the Athletic. So actually, wow, I can say we're coworkers. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll edit that out. If okay, you want. small small <laughs> side tangent here about the Athletic. Okay, considering how big the company is, and considering the people who work at the company, like I sometimes have to like pinch myself and be like. Wow, Sham Sharania yeah. is my coworker. We're on Slack. I could message him if I really wanted. Like, no. Anyway, all that to say, like Richard Deitch, what he'll sometimes do because he's really annoyed of of how Skip Bayless will put out takes and stuff. Yeah. Skip, Skip Bayless might put out some take about how, like, uh, you know, LeBron Dallas, James yeah, LeBron, is yeah. is a trash person, or he had this dumb take about. Um, I don't know if you guys watched March Madness at all, but uh, I did. The, yeah, the Gonzaga oh, UCLA Suggs. finish. Yeah. The great buzzer beater from uh, from Jalen Suggs. I think yeah. Skip put out some tweet about how like oh, it wasn't even it was lucky. Yeah, yeah. Lucky shot. I saw that. I mean, come on. Half court. Richard Deitch would take stuff like that and quote tweet it and be like, like he'd make fun of Skip. He'd he'd put some random show that's like maybe like in syndication or like a rerun or whatever, and he'd put the ratings up of that show. And they would be more than undisputed, which, I mean, fine. It's on Fox Sports. It's not number one compared to e- – it's nowhere near where ESPN is. No. Uh, Skip Bayless, for all the, the stuff that he says, you know, he's not nearly as engaging of a persona as Stephen A. Smith is. He's not even more engaging than Shannon Sharp is. No, he's not. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you were willingly – the fact that you watch that show every day, I'm impressed. <laughs> but you know why? Because like Skip like, just sounds old to me. No, well, he is old. Because you know what? Because you, what you're doing right now is you're taking like basically the fuck shit that Skip does on the show, and you're focusing on that. So you, if you bring up LeBron James, I don't watch those segments because I know exactly what I'm getting out of those. But segments. you say you watch it every day, right? You mean no, but tell, you mean I watch the clips. Bayless doesn't but, have segments. But hear like me that out. Every but day? hear me out. You don't know what I watch. In the sense that, but you just said you watched it time every out, day. Time out. I don't watch it live. I watch the clips that I want on YouTube. Okay, then that's different. Then. That's different, right? So, but I mean, but you don't watch the show. I don't watch the, watch the show. show. No, because it's too early. It's too early. It's too early in the morning for me, anyway. But I'm saying I watch too early the clips. In the morning. What time do you wake up? I wait. Well, I start at noon. So he's, a, he's, a, he's a late. He's a yeah, late no, guy. I don't start. I don't start. I don't start. I'm not one of the early birds. No, get the worms. No, I'm guy. now. I'm like a. I'm now turning into an early bird. Yeah, maybe as you so get older, insane. but for me, I'm I'm delaying. You get older. He's younger than you. <laughs> so, some people, but some people see that. Some people view it that way. Anyways, some people say, like, "Oh, I'm bad. getting older. I need to take advantage of the day." My bad. I'm but sorry. my point Let's is, my point off. is, off, my point is, like the reason why he's getting paid the big bucks is because he knows what he's talking about. Yes. Like, like. All jokes aside, like people focus on the takes on LeBron James and all of that, but when he talks football outside of maybe the Cowboys, and even then, he's very knowledgeable. Is someone? It's someone who's been around the game like at least for like ah, like he's he's pushing seventy years old. Yeah, he's been there. so he's a knowledgeable it, person. Like, yeah. When they talk football, him and Shannon 
two no minutes. No problem. Yeah, I no. promise you. That, that, that yes. Like, that, it's yes. very, it's that, very yes. like it's knowledgeable. They know what they're talking about, the names, the plays, all of that. But when they get to the fuck shit, basketball is maybe less because Skip is biased. Well, I mean, Well, Skip has covered basketball for quite some time. I'm not going right. to dispute but he's biased, that. But he's biased. He's very but against I mean, he's biased LeBron in James. Football too, but like, no. But with football, he can take a step back and be uh, like, you if know, they're not discussing the Tom Brady or the, show up on the show with it, a cowboy shirt, though. Right, yes. but I mean, but, that, but that's that's part of the everybody's yeah, a fan. That's, that's, that's right. it. You have to acknowledge that that's there. The biases are part of it too. Right. Just like Shannon will be like, "Hey, man, you know what? The Los Angeles Lakers doesn't matter if it's the Clippers, or anybody else doesn't matter. You know, we're gonna beat you in seven games. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> He's gonna <laughs> do that every episode. He's <laughs> gonna do that every episode. Every episode. Skip. Right. That's you will. listen. It's I'm not, I'm not signing up for that type of shit. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry for the it's bad entertainment. It's entertainment. It is entertainment. That's a huge part of it. That's a huge part of it. So yeah. we, can't, we can't focus on that. No, just... But back to you. I'm yeah. not entertained. Back to you. Okay. Um, you went to Concordia and all that. And yes, then after that, you uh, worked for CTV? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff skipped in between. But yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. We just went kinda... from ESPN to a formal interview. So yeah, you went to Concordia and then yeah, you went man. to... Yeah, let's go. That's go fine. Ahead, all right, cool. Bring it on. Uh, yeah, I, I was at Concordia for journalism school for three years. And I did a a master's degree in television, radio, film with a sports communications emphasis at Syracuse. Wow. And I graduated in 2017. I spent like a month after, uh, I tried to look for jobs in the States and it didn't work out. And then I moved back home and then I worked at the CBC as a researcher for some of their morning radio shows in the afternoon as well. And then I... Was it regular radio shows or sports? No, those were just like new shows. Basically, I don't know if you guys listen to CBC radio at all, but like for morning and afternoon shows, they it's like... Regular, yeah. Okay. Current affairs right. stuff, right? So mm -hmm. basically my job was just to find guests, pre-interview them, and then write questions for uh, the different inter interviews mm. we'd have in the day. Okay. And then I did that for a few months. And then uh, one of my friends actually at the time was at the CBC. He bolted and moved to C CTV in the hopes of, of finding some job there. And he, and he ended up working on the web desk. Uh, funny enough, that guy works in TSN. He's the, uh, the Calgary bureau chief now. So okay. he ended up working out for him. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. I mean, if he was able to find a job at CTV, why can't I? I had interned with them for like two months. Were they were they still on Ogilvy at the time? Uh, no, they okay. had moved to Papineau. Okay, then. cool. Okay. Um, damn, you really OG like Ogilvy, bro. Like hey, that's <laughs> that's when you know it's Park X. That's when you know. You used hey, to be on Park X, yeah. Hey, right. So so you were down in the days when they were they were Pulse. Pulse. Pulse twelve. Pulse twelve. CF CF twelve with Matsumi Takahashi. Hey. And what was the other guy's name? Brian something? I mean, they had a whole bunch of different guys. It was uh, uh, Bill Hoagland. Bill Hoagland. Bill Hoagland right. was the guy for the longest while. That's right. That's yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I approached CTV because uh, I had interned with them for two months when they had a sports department in 2015. And uh, I was in the office of the news director at the time. Well, not at the time. He's still the news director. Um, and he was just ask, asking me questions. Just like, hey, do you want to uh, – I mean, I think at that point they had gotten rid of the sports department. Really? Yeah, they did. I think they had gotten rid of their sports department maybe like... They got rid of Randy Tiemann's, right? Ran, well, it was Randy... At the time, it was Randy Tiemann, uh, Sean Coleman, and I think Brian... I guess Brian Wilde was still there. Okay. Uh, and Paul Grayfoot had spent some time there too, but he was gone by that point, I think. Okay. But yeah, those guys were there, and essentially they were all out of a job, and they all had to figure out Damn. like what they were able to do. Uh, but yeah... Uh, So at that point, I was like, well, damn, I'm not going to really be able to do sports. I just wanted a job. And then 
uh, we were just talking and he was just saying like, are you open to doing news? Are you open to doing reporting and doing all these different things? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then at one point, like, uh, my then future boss was like, so do you want to do weather? I was like, yeah, I'll do weather. But like, I didn't think it was serious. <laughs> I didn't think it was serious at all. I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Like, and then he was just like, all right, if you're serious about it, we'll, we'll put you in front of a green screen. You'll do a screen test and we'll, we'll see. And I did it. And so just to be sure, you didn't study in meteorology no. or nothing no, like that. No, I am. I know that's a common misconception <laughs> with weather present. No, no, here's the thing. Jay, Jay looked a little weird, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm misjudging the look, but it's a very <laughs> common misconception with weather presenters where people just assume that you studied in if you present the weather, you studied uh, meteorology. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's the term. I just want to make sure it wasn't right. It's not just like you know you're studying like meteors and stuff right uh or you become a meteorologist right 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 all that to say like yeah like i i was like yeah I'll, I'll i'll do it if you guys want me to do it i thought about it for like a week i think i around the time i did it i did the screen test i went to new brunswick for a week because i was doing play-by-play for uh this baseball tournament and like they were waiting on me to email them back and be like all right if you want to do it like we can find a way to get you trained and, and get you up on that and then uh I was like, all right, cool, I'm, I'm going to do it. And then uh, it turned into a, a nice gig for about, like, three and a half years. I was filling wow. in, and it was fun, man. Like, And plus, I got to do some reporting out of it, too. They were like, all right, cool, you know what? We'll, we'll throw you in, and we'll, we'll let you do some reporting stuff. And it was honestly, like, one of the coolest things I could have done. Even if even if it wasn't primarily, like, a sports thing, it was just it was fun. Like, think about it. Like, the fact that, like... You were like, yeah, man, I remember, like, when CTV was on Ogilvy and, like, Mitsui Takahashi. That's, like, the one name people right. bring up. That's the name. Yeah. That That is, like, the name. Even right. if you're, like, even if you're, like, you're, you grow up, like, francophone or whatever. No, like, you know Mitsumi You Mitsumi know who Mitsumi Takahashi yeah. is, yeah. bro. Like, that's who, it. Who were, who were some of your uh, early influences in terms of, like, broadcasters? That's a good question. Um, uh, I would say... So you mean broadcaster, not necessarily like play-by-play guys, just like anyone I see on TV? Yeah. Okay, so there's like a lot of people, I guess. Or maybe just play-by-play. Well, I don't know, because like I don't necessarily do play-by-play, but I'm very much like, like I've watched a lot, I've watched a lot of sports stuff, and, mm-hmm. and I obviously like I'm very much into that. Um, just kind of for maybe. sure. The crazy thing is, is like, you know, growing up here in, in Montreal, like you don't have access to right. ESPN. You only hear about like Stuart Scott, like peripherally. Right. The people I was exposed to growing up were like Jay on right and Dan O'Toole on TSN. Mm-hmm. If you were yeah. a kid and you watched sports center, you were watching the morning loop and you watched those two guys because those two guys were just like those. Imagine, imagine you go to your job and it's like Friday every day. That's basically what it was when you watch Jay on right and Dan O'Toole. They just, you're supposed to be watching this serious sports show where it's like you get the highlights from this game. Yeah. And those two guys will just make like clown, a random right, right. joke. They'll just clown the whole time. Jay and Dan, yeah. They were, those they two were. guys, that's why they were able to to, to, let, to go to to go to LA and go to Fox. But let that sink in now. We're, we're sold that they don't work there anymore. At least I They're think back. one of the two well, guys. Jay still works there. Dan O'Toole got laid off a few months ago. Yeah, right, right, yes. Yeah, right. But, but I mean, very much, they're at, it was also at a point where like we don't look at them the same way as we did like like a decade ago when they right. were on because they were doing the regular shows then when they came back it was like all right we're going to give you a whole show at midnight for you two to act a fool it's very different but yeah Jay, but there's also this one guy that was able to transition to the US who is of, it um like um he's i think he's of indian descent Nabil, uh, nabil karim yeah 
So he's at he has he's at ESP. There's a lot of guys from Can who have done that. Jay and Dan, Cabby Richards, uh he Cabby, yes. Cabby, yes. Cabby, Cabby's yeah. with ESPN, right? He's with Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. He's yeah, with Bleacher right, Report. He's he doing was good it. in TSN. He, he was, was TSN. He was funny. He was he's funny in TSN. Cabby the score. I remember him from the, the score. score. Right? The score. Cabby on the street. Cabby on the street. What's wild is like I didn't watch him on the score. I watched him on TSN. He started at NBA XL. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yes. Another one of those shows where they came up. Are we gonna go like who could go for the furthest back? No, but I just remember. No, no, I just no, remember. Was, the first, none none, even, none of y'all even mentioned Marilyn Dennis. <laughs> See, I got y'all beat. Nah, no, <laughs> but no, like Cabby Richards is a guy who like not to not to go on another tangent, but like that's a guy who like influenced you. Yo, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, and I'm not gonna act like man. I was like a big like fan of his from Cabby on the Street. That was a guy who like when I saw him on TSN, I was like, yeah, like this guy's cool. And like I had heard like so many people like big him up and like that's somebody who like i got to meet him like a few years ago uh at a student journalism conference when i was at concordia i was writing uh for one of the two student newspapers the link and every year they send uh delegates to a student journalism conference that's in some part of the country and we were in ottawa in 2015 i want to say and that year like that was insane they had Peter Mansbridge is like the keynote speaker. Like He's the big, the he was yeah. at the CBC at that point. That's the big dude. Uh, Lisa Laflamme, who uh, works at CTV, and all these different people who are working for these different outlets across the country. And they had Cabby. And Cabby is in this room, and all these different sports editors from different newspapers across the country, all these different sports people, people who just enjoyed Cabby, were just all in this room. And they hung on every single word that he was saying. He was telling us stories about, you know, trying to get Michael Jordan for an interview, uh, Kobe Bryant and being on his helicopter and but all that. But they had a good relationship, him and Kobe? Yeah, like the fact that he was able to nurture that relationship, mm-hmm. like that is incredible. But people were hanging on every single word that this brother was saying. And then after he finished his talk, he's all like, all right, I'm going to go to the lobby and I'm just going to like hang out and you know, if you want to talk to me there, like we can do it. And usually when that happens, you think like three or four people might just like show up and just talk to you. Dude walks out of the room and like almost like 75% of the room just like followed him. Like I remember like walking in front and like pulling out my phone and be like, oh my God, look, it's Cabby Richards. Like going on Snapchat and everyone's like, ah, it was crazy. And like, but he's a personality too. He's a, he's very, but that's his thing. Yeah, like he's, his thing. he's, he's a personable personality. And like, we were like talking like in the, in, in the lobby of the hotel we were at. And I was like, yo, man, I got like a, you know, a college radio station. Like, I, I want to know if you want to be on my show. And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, take down my number. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Are you just, that. just like that. Just, just like you, that. Because you had him on your show. I, I've had him. Actually, funny enough, uh, throughout my time uh, in journalism, whether student journalism and now, I can say I've had him on three different shows that I've done. I had him when I had a, a college radio show, The Star in Rotation at CJLO 1690. I had him on there. I've had him on the Scrum podcast, and I have, and I've had him on uh, my other podcast, the Waterboys podcast. I've had him on three different shows, and like he's just, he was welcoming, and I've and I've gotten to meet up with him after that as well. Uh, I've asked him, you know, for help for story idea. Well, not story ideas, but like if I'm working on a story, and I and I know he knows somebody who could put me in the right place. Like he's, he's helped me out. He's somebody who, yeah, I'll definitely add him in the list of influential people because he's somebody who's helped me out tremendously. Did he? Did he? Um, you know, break down the fact that. You know, being a black man in a in this big you know media world, did he break it down like the good and the bad too? I don't think we ever had a conversation like that before. Okay. But I'll say that to see someone like Cabby do as well as he's done, like you can't not put race into that. That's that's something that I know for sure I'm gonna look at. And it's funny, 
you know, being asked the questions of influences, I think of, you know, Jay and Dan, Chris Cuthbert, who does play by play on, on Sportsnet he's now. He's he's, he's amazing. Uh, shout out to uh, his son, Justin, who hosts the uh, Yahoo Sports Hockey podcast, who absolutely hates it every time I big up his dad. But oh, yeah? I, I, I love doing it because I love the 2010 uh, uh, Winter Games. Canada beats U.S. in the overtime. When Everyone, Crosby scored? Crosby scores. A golden goal. The like, golden goal, yeah. Come on. That, like... That is something that's going to resonate with us forever. For me, it's that goal and and the Raptors winning in 2019. Those are two of the greatest Canadian sports moments I've lived to see. So like Chris Cuthbert <laughs> is there for at least one of those two. Chris, Chris Cuthbert, yeah. When he does when he does the playoffs, he's uh, I love amazing. Watching him. I love watching him. And like, I'm a total nerd with the shit. So like I can like think of like all like people will be like, man, you remember like that goal like Brendan Morrow scoring a goal for the Dallas Stars like yeah, quadruple right, over, right. overtime. I'm gonna be that guy that's like Brendan Morrow. I'm going to like recite the damn call. That's how influential Chris Cuthbert was to me. But the, all that to my ultimate point is that there's a lot of white guys that like mm-hmm. would probably be in my list of influences. And it's not something I thought about initially, but it wasn't until like I got into university and we really started thinking about like, you know, like we need to have more diversity in the different newsrooms that we have that I really took stock in the people I, I read. And I even mentioned all the different Montreal Gazette colleagues and TSN 690 colleagues. But like a lot of people I was into were like, like these white guys, but like, it was weird that like I didn't like you the, didn't have right. There weren't a lot of of black people that like I looked at as like direct influences, and I said direct in the sense that like I didn't necessarily grow up like at like ten years old going to my grandma's house when she had cable, uh, and my parents didn't, and be like, man, I can watch like this person. Like the first guy I remember watching, the first black guy I remember watching on like Sportsnet or TSN was this guy named Jason Portwando. Yes. Who, he yeah, Jason Portwando yes. was like the first black guy <laughs> on the score. Yeah, yeah he and score. he ended up going to Sportsnet. JC Portwando. Jason Portwando. Port and yeah. now he rings covered... a bell. I'm not sure. Well, like years ago, he was yeah, on yeah, Sportsnet, yeah. but on now Sportsnet. like he covers like horse races. Like that's his big thing now. Like on TSN, like whenever they cover that, like they'll put him in. Uh, sorry, they will put him in their broadcasts. And I'm just like, that's like the first guy I could think of. David Amber is a guy who works at Sportsnet now. He used uh, to be at Sportsnet before. He was at SportsCenter before. He was at ESPN once upon a time. That's true. Also a Syracuse alum. But that was a guy who, like, I came a little late to realizing, like, who he was. Like, when I was in my teenage years, like, oh, yeah, wow. Like, David Amber is, like, that's a big deal. And I, I can say I've, like, connected with him on different points. Kevin Weeks, who played in the NHL yep. as a goaltender, uh, worked on Hockey Night in Canada. Um, I think he's this one. Or for NBC. Uh, sometimes does stuff for NBC. I think I think TSN might have him for their trade deadline. We went coverage. to the finals with him actually, because I'm a I'm an Ottawa Senators fan. Really? We went to the we went to the finals. You would with know him. you know Ray Emery. You confuse Kevin Weeks for Ray Emery. Oh, that, sorry, Ray Emery. That you're right. Razor, Two completely Razor. different. Because Kevin goalie. Weeks played for the Oilers, the Carolina the Rangers, Rangers, New Jersey Devils. Devils. That's oh. at least three teams I could think of. Kevin Weeks yeah, played for yeah. Ray Emery is the goaltender you're, you're thinking right, of. You're right. So right. Ray Emery, Razor, man. Razor. By the way, Razor. Rest in peace to Razor. If you're talking about NHL guys to just follow and watch, like one of my favorite is weird thing. I don't like fighting. I don't like the fact that like there's the code or like, you know, if you do like a bad hit on somebody, you have to answer and fight. But like I am also in favor of chaos 
happening in just any sporting event. <laughs> so when I think like of Ray Emery, I think of that Senators Buffalo Sabres game great, where like he's beautiful. starting to fight Martin Biron and right. then he fights Clocks like Andrew him, Peters and you hear like Rick Jennerette, the Buffalo guy, just calling like, Oh, there they go. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, that's that's classic. That's classic. That and he is was like, laughing and he was laughing that, while he was yeah. fighting. That's that's wild. It's one thing you want to fight. You serious the whole time, but dude was just like, "All right, here we go. I gotta fight a guy." Like that is like insane. Yep. Anyway, right. to tie back to the original point, Jay Honore, Dan O'Toole, I'll add Tim McAuliffe, Sitzero. Um, they're good. They're, you like Sid? You like Sid? He has good. his moments. He has I got to moments. I got to meet those two guys a few years ago. Those guys are cool. I Sid it, is hilarious. They filled in the void when Jay and Dan moved to the states, and I was like, "Damn, where am I going to get like sports from like a popular like duo?" And I was like, "These guys are good because they could talk sports. They're entertaining, and the way that they went about talking sports and the way they they went about like I don't know the way that they presented their show was just like it appealed to me more. Like Jay and Dan, like they had funny stuff, but like." If you're a kid from like Peterborough, Ontario, or some like white town, you're like, okay, like I'm, I identify more with them saying bod or, you know, whatever, like smoking a dart or whatever. <laughs> Whereas with like Tim and Sid, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. they're it's white, more, they're right. white guys, but like they're going to play like a little bit more in, in tune to the culture. Yeah, they're a bit more in tune with the culture and like, even some of the ad-libs they're using, though, they're playing, like, dancing on some of their stuff. And, like, even the intro for, like, the Sportsnet show when they had it. Like, I don't know who the rapper was at the beginning, but, like, they they would do that stuff. Oh, like, Jay and Dan would not do that. No. You're talking about that, and that brings me to, to – because we had a conversation, and you said something. And you, you mentioned Cabby, and Cabby um, does have, like, these big noticeable ties to hip-hop because he covered it. And he was in music videos, and he interviewed artists as well. And you also did that. Yeah, that's not something that's known by folks. I think really go ahead. Man. So, but you did do that. This is so talk about that a little bit. This is I'm really excited now. Exclusive Be- because now I get to name drop this stuff, <laughs> and ahead, I'm just man. like yes. Uh, so while I was at Concordia at uh, the Link newspaper, I was primarily uh, a sports editor and ended up being a sports online editor. But one thing I started when I was there was a Montreal hip-hop blog called The Scratch. And that was just my way of covering, like, music. What was it called? The Scratch? The Scratch. Was it related to Concordia? Um, It was related to the newspaper. Okay. Because <laughs> it was just something that I just... I thought it would be cool to start a vertical where we would just have people, like, write about hip-hop. And, okay. like, I know I did a lot of, like, work and stuff, but, like, it was cool to see people be like, yeah, I was into this artist, this person would fit or whatever. But through that... Um, I got to interview, uh, Katra, uh, like what, this was 2015, 2016. I was in a class with, um, you know, the rapper, the narcissist. Narcy? Yes. Yes. He's a teacher. Oh, he's yeah. A he's teacher. a teacher. He's a teacher. He had a class. I had a class with him actually. Yes. I was, yeah, I was in a, class. I was in that class of his in like 2016. I might've been in that class. I'm not sure. And that check. year I was in it, uh, like every, like, you know, he has the class and he's teaching whatever. Yeah, right. And was that he, the class where he interviewed Ketra? So he had Ketra that year, and he had Chance the Rapper as a guest. So later I was there. there. I was there. That's amazing. So we, we took, were in the we same took that class, class together. We didn't, know. we didn't know. That's insane. That, that was a together. big class, too. It was huge. It was am- like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when, when Chance the Rapper was I didn't showing- go to that one, though. By the way, the Ketra interview, we, yeah. me and my homeboy left during the interview. Really? I swear. Oh, my wow. God. He couldn't speak English for shit. What? Well, come on. But like, like. <laughs> 
I couldn't understand shit. And we're not, he, like, me and him, like, I remember because he won a Grammy recently. And I told my friend, yo, like, it's crazy how, you know, we, we had an interview with him and we were there and but we left that's I was like insane. well listen i don't regret it because i'm not a groupie type i'm like you're right well, I don't, uh, neither. here's the thing so um <laughs> that's so trash so yeah. for, right. <laughs> that's, that's so, so trash, trash. <laughs> that's but what he said week, though it's funny because for weeks up into that uh, uh leading to that i was reaching out to katra's camp being like you know it'd be cool to have like katra on like the blog like an interview with him and like he showed up to the class and like after the interview with narcy was over like i I approached him and I was like, yo, like, would you want to like go up to our office, like on the sixth floor and like talk to us for a few minutes. And for whatever reason, in that moment, I was like, I saw like his brother, like Lou Phelps. I was like, you like, you should be up on this too. Like, cause I think like, like with Lou, like, I think like obviously a lot of people want to talk to like Kay, but I thought I just had this idea to kind of do like a story where like you have both of them and like both of them are at different points, Mm -hmm. especially like back then, like Katra is like the, the budding superstar that everybody is looking at. And everyone was not that at the time to be fair. Well, locally he, he was budding and maybe not superstar. And you have a point like, like if you're talking like local, like outlets, like a sick or whatever, they're not paying attention. You have to be like, Going to like Art Beat and like right. all these different events and stuff yeah, like that's when you you big him up. Right, he wasn't really not um, known at as far all. as local hip hop. No, because he, he wasn't really making hip hop music. He was Fair. mostly dance techno type of for music, sure. Right? But like he used a lot of hip hop influences, true, true, right? True. And he was that guy who had gone off to do shows like in different parts around the world. But then he comes back to Montreal. And I was like, oh yeah, like you big you big shit. But yeah, I I had the idea to talk to him about that and also just how. Like Lou Phelps is his brother, and he's had to share a life with him for for most of his life, and like he's trying to rap and he's trying to like come up too, but he's not getting the same level. He has to go through the much more challenging like hoops, like what other Montreal rappers will go through. And like they both came up to the Link office, they sat down on like a couch, kind of like what we're doing right now, and like one of my and we had a we had a videographer, Shami Show, who was filming the whole thing. And, like, I remember after that was done, I was like, holy shit, like, we interviewed Katra. That was still, like, one of the coolest things I had ever gone through. But we had That's him. We had uh, the posters when they were still a thing. So, Nate Husser. The posters. Mm-hmm. Joey Charette. <laughs> I uh, remember that. And, and Chris the Spirit. Yeah, when they were still, like, a group. Um, uh, CJ Flemings was, like, one of the CJ first Flemings. ones we had. Uh, High Classified and Green Hypnotic together. Those were... Those were some that I remember off top. And this interview, I had, I didn't, I did, I interviewed Freddie Gibbs when he was. That didn't end up on that blog. That was just kind of. That's funny, bro. I have a story about that. Um, so Freddie Gibbs was performing at uh, the venue formerly known as Cabaret Underworld. Yes. And like me and and the guy I was working with, Sean, Sean, we were all like, yeah, we got to find a way to talk to to Freddie Gibbs. And like Freddie Gibbs was not Freddie Gibbs as we know him now. So we were just like, yo, we got to find a way to talk to Freddie Gibbs. And like the promoter for that event was, uh, was Ricky Daly. And, uh, that that should be fun. When Ricky (laughs) and Ricky, like, he was like, yeah, so I know you guys want to interview him and whatever. And, uh, I want to meet, I want to meet you. I want to meet you and, and, and your associate who you're going to do this interview. So he came to our office and he was talking to us about like, yeah, you know, we want to grant you access, but like, we want to ensure that this interview is like that's going to be the big thing in the paper, bro. Right, like, that's right. going to be there. And I'm looking at him like, so, like, fine, like, the link is like a newspaper. But we were we had started to do all these inroads to get, like, online and, and big up that. Like, 
like the readership of of the newspaper versus what we see like online it's gonna be like night and day yeah and ricky was just like nah bro like we gotta make sure like it's in print like i want something written up like he's gotta be on the front and i'm like yeah he wants the promo yeah he wants the promo and i'm like i get what he's doing but i'm like i don't know and i just remember leaving it just being like wow this is just like a weird thing but we were able to to talk to freddie anyway but what's funny about it is face to face face to face yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I went in his, like, green room after the fact, and I talked to him for, like, 10 minutes. There's even a photo of Freddie and I after the fact. That was back when I didn't know any better, and I was taking photos with people I was interviewing. But what's funny about Ricky is, is, like, I don't, at that point, I didn't know who Ricky Daly was. Maybe, Slay, maybe you, the way you were groaning, like, you know, like, Ricky Daly. But, like, I don't know. I don't know Ricky Daly. I know Ricky D. Ricky D, Sorry. And I realize I'm calling Ricky Daly. I'm full. I'm using his government name. That's fine. That's but fine. like, I don't know about his his legacy like that. I don't know anything about the. I'm just a kid who doesn't know any better. And what's funny is like a few months ago, my dad and I were just like we're just hanging out and like we're just talking and he's talking about all these different people in the community that he's like helped like big up and whatever. Because my dad works at um, for context, he works at. Uh, at Concordia, funny enough, in John Wilson School of Business, and uh, he's helped people who want to do like community service initiatives and whatever, and other like nonprofits and stuff. And he's like, "All right, this is what you got to do to get to that point." People like Malik Shahid have like gone to him for advice and stuff, and it's cool. And like my dad, like I was just talk, I was talking about the fact that like you know, yeah, that happened, and like Ricky D was like trying to like like big time whatever. And he's like, "Ricky D, I know who that is like you know, I, like years ago, like you know, he knows who I am or whatever." And talk about that and like i think like another time like i saw like a facebook post where like like my mom was interacting with him i was like how did you guys like know this guy and like i had no clue like if i had mentioned like hey like you know like my dad maybe he would have gone easy on me or whatever but i'll never know now but i got the interview with freddie at the end but it was just weird that like ricky d was trying to just i felt like he was trying to like big time me in a sense and that's no shade to ricky d i've never i mean I have no no smoke with dude. Like he's obviously like the, the legend that he is or whatever, regarded as he is. But it just felt weird in that moment. I had no clue who he was, and he was trying to be like, yeah, well, you know, he got to have it in the in the newspaper and whatever. Like that's no, not. He's trying to promote. He's trying to. He's trying to promote. He's trying to hustle. Trying to do his thing. But at the same time, I was looking at him like, what is he? What is he What's on his about? Angle, right? What's his angle? What's he trying to do? It was just. It was just weird. But yeah, I got to. It's a long way of saying I got to interview Freddie Gibbs while as a as a Concordia student. That was. That was fun. That was a fun ten minutes. How much? How much of um? How much does music play a part into like your your daily? I listen to music every day. What type I, of music? Uh, whatever I really, whatever really fancies me. Really, I try to be as as diverse I can with music as I can. Like I I I have like this playlist where I just like add music and like I might one day wake up and I'm just like. Okay, I'll listen to Tame Impala, and I'll listen to some of the albums they got there. I might listen to Ty Dolla Sign. I might listen to Fall Out Boy. I was big on Fall Out Boy when I was like seventh grade. <laughs> I'm a big Fall Out Boy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was a big Fall Out Boy fan. Uh, Kanye West was like one of the first rappers I ever really loved, and like I, I have a very complicated relationship with him as a listener to his music now with some of the stuff that he said in the past, but he's still one of the first artists I've ever really enjoyed. Uh, I used to be uh, someone of the belief that 
Jay-Z was the GOAT, but now I'm realizing that it's probably going to be Kendrick when it's all said and done. But, like, those are two artists I really enjoy. But also, like, I like rock. I like electronic music. I like hearing old soul samples and stuff. Like, anything that is sampled in something, like, I want to hear it. Like, even, like, the sample Kanye used in, like, New Slaves, where, like, it's, like, this weird... I'm not weird. I don't want to say it's a weird language. I just don't know what it is. It might be, like, Romanian or whatever. And I'm just like... You're trying to find it. Really. I'm trying to figure out what it is. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, Bobby Caldwell or whatever. I'm sure his stuff's been sampled before. Yeah. But, a like, bunch. A bunch, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in... I'm, I try to... I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I listen to like this genre, this genre. There's stuff I like, and I'm, I can be very particular about what I like, but I'm I'm primarily open to. I'm mainly open to a lot of stuff. I don't want to like push push this conversation too too much ahead, but you just got to the athletic. Yes, I did. Um, and I guess you kind of you kind of went through your whole your whole process with CTV, and yeah. now you're there. But going forward. Do you see yourself maybe like starting your own, your own platform? Um, Is that something that you ever thought about? I thought about it, but like, I feel like for me, I'm still at a point where like, I need to keep moving around and keep doing different things to eventually get to the point where I could start something on my own and then have people gravitate towards me. God forbid uh, something happens with the athletic and I get laid off. And then I end up going online. We're not gonna. We're Thank not gonna, you. We're not gonna work. Thank you. We're not gonna do that. Yes. And I have to be like, guys, I need you to subscribe to my Substack or my podcast. I don't think I'm gonna get that many people hitting me up on Patreon or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I'm not at that point. I'm not at that point. Look, I have the Scrum Podcast, uh, and we ask people for you know if you want to like do ad stuff with us we, we rarely ever get people we've had people in the past before but like now is, is that important though i don't think it is anymore especially for the scrum uh that particular show like i think of all the shows that i have i care the least about ratings and and people that are like you know like oh like how what's your view count or whatever i care the least for that because at the end of the day it matters more to me if a president of like a sports media company is like, Hey, I might subscribe to your podcast because you were talking about this topic or, uh, a YouTuber who has like tens of thousands of views and is known in Canada as like a primary, like YouTube guy for hockey stuff, uh, is like, yeah, you know, we know the stuff that you're doing. You're doing really well. For so, me- so you're mostly a hockey guy. As far as sports is concerned. I mean, that is the sport that is paying me the most right now. Yes, I love hockey, but I think uh, if you put me in a situation where you had me talk, like, if I had to know my stuff for football or basketball or whatever, like, I could do it. And I think it's important, especially in this country where a lot of people are invested in hockey, uh, but there's so many athletes in some of the other sports like soccer. Think about it. Arguably the most known Canadian athlete on TikTok is like a 20 year old kid who was born in a Ghanaian refugee camp and like moved to Edmonton and then played in Vancouver. Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies. You know what I'm saying? Like that kid's story is one of the coolest stories you could ever, like, you can't make that ish up. Like, he's the most known Canadian athlete. 
Well, on TikTok anyway. On TikTok. Right. Connor McDavid's not doing TikTok. Connor McDavid well, has like no personality. Like he's fair, not going to do that. To be fair, he plays for Bayern, so But that's a huge he thing. He plays for one of the bigger clubs in but Europe. But that's it. Right. But that my whole point is this, like Alfonso Davies plays for one of the biggest clubs top like 5 in the world. In the, in the world. world. In the he's world. just coming off a season where And they just won the, the They cup. won like everything. Right. He split the Lou Marshall, which is like the highest honor you can give a Canadian athlete, which I find is determined by like journalists and no, sports right, people. Right, right. But like he split that award with like Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Like that's a guy that everyone should be like, if we're in America, we're talking about this dude like 24-7. But if you turn on TSN and Sportsnet, we're going to talk about uh, hockey. We're going to talk about the NHL trade deadline. Right. Montreal Canadiens made a trade before I showed up here today. Right. If I go... If when I when tomorrow morning when I listen to Connor McKenna and Sean Starr, two guys I really like in the morning, they're gonna talk about John Merrill, a defenseman they acquired from the Detroit Red Wings. Right, this no name guy. <laughs> and what's he gonna do on on defense? <sighs> I love hockey, and I think the sport itself is like it's a great sport. And there's a lot of interesting players and, and guys like Connor McDavid who fine, he doesn't have personality, but he's clearly the best at his sport. There's a lot to enjoy about the sport. But I also realize the imbalance in how people are so invested in that sport versus so many other ones. And people need to pay attention to the fact that, you know, Canadian soccer, especially on the men's side, is starting to come up. And on the women's Slowly. side, it's been good. Even uh, basketball. Canadian basketball is at a point now where, like... I've never seen it before like that. It's never been this good. And I also think we should be giving more props to, to people who have come before. Guys like uh, Dwight Walton come to mind. Um, Canadian tennis. Like, Bianca Andreescu won a major, won a major, like, in... 2019, the U.S. Open. Felix Auger-Aliassime, a Montreal guy, True. is like as a guy who who's finding himself in finals. Maybe not in the majors, but he's doing really well. And I'm not even mentioning Denis Shapovalov or Leila Annie Fernandez, who won a tournament a few weeks ago. Mm. There are so many other sports that we should be keeping our eye on here, but we do invest a lot in in hockey because and we're I, the best. We're not. We we're not. are. No, in a we sense, are, yeah, Canadians, but the thing is, Canadians, you know, it's it's our sport. But I'm saying it's yes, interesting. But, yeah, sorry. It's, no, it's just interesting the way we invest ourselves, especially here in Montreal and the Canadians. Yeah. When we haven't won anything in twenty five and twenty five plus 28 years, years. twenty eight years, twenty eight years now, and the fact that it's if you look at the bigger sports in North America, it's probably the one that generates the least the least interest. In terms of the big four, yeah. In terms of big, in terms of big four. So to me, it's like we're we're so like enamored with hockey here in Quebec. To me, it's like well, at Canada, some point Canada. you gotta allow yourself to look at maybe other avenues or maybe because that's what's gonna generate interest in terms of maybe us getting potentially maybe in the, in the future maybe an NBA team or anything think that, like that. I don't think that necessarily has to do with interest. I think what it is is that we've seen. I haven't been to an NBA game here, but every time I it sells see, out. It sells out. It does. It does. There are people, and and you'll hear people say like, "Yeah, well, we love coming to Montreal for these games or whatever." Like, not to mention, but it's a, a one-time event. Yeah, but and I get that, but like, if you have to remember, like, especially with basketball in this country now, we were just talking about it, how good it's getting. Think about it. The Toronto Raptors right now, their two best centers are from Montreal. They have Kem Birch and they have Chris Boucher. Well, to be fair, he just got signed. Yes, but like, is he? Be he's better than Aaron Baines. Has Aaron Baines been doing all that well this year? Well, that's not know. a. That's not saying much. That's a, <laughs> you can't. You can't judge someone off his bad year. Fine. That's not. The whole point is this: Do we have those two guys as Montrealers? 
there are much, Kareem Mane uh, signed with Orlando. the Orlando Magic out of CJEP. We have got like before it was all like, all right, cool. Like we're looking at March Madness for that's the men's tournament, stone. and we're like, oh hey, that's great. Like you have the one guy that's playing on on this Canadian te- on this team, and you have to root for him because he's the Canadian. You can point on like half the teams in a March Madness tournament now and be like, there's Canadian guys there. No, the Americans there's, are now paying more attention. Yeah, that's sure. it. So like. There's there's interest there and there's there's it's been building and that Raptors run is one of the most important things that could happen for this sport in our country. It's not going to happen right away, but I think if you're an investor uh, and you're thinking, hey, maybe we should have basketball, there's an avenue for it. And as opposed to bat, as opposed to baseball, where you have to, where you're Stephen Bronchman and you have to go to the government and be like, give us money to build this stadium in the Peel Basin and have all this infrastructure come in and let's do the ring around and, and see if we can share a team with Tampa Bay for a few years before we could have that happen, which has never been done before. Right. If you have enough money, you already have the Bell Center that's there. You can point to so many other games that have happened in the past where like mm-hmm. you've, you've had preseason games in Montreal that have sold out and you don't have to do all that much. In comparison to what you might have to do for baseball, like it, it just makes perfect sense. Fine, you might need like Bell and and the Molson family involved in this, but like, it's it's a no brainer for so you, me. So, so you think that basketball has a better um, opportunity to grow than baseball? Because know. baseball here is pretty, you know, it has more deeper roots than basketball. Absolutely. Even though the guy who created it, you know, was from McGill, but you know, much with much the of, boomers. Yeah, but Montreal, Montreal baseball, Montreal with baseball, the boomers. But that's Montreal it, baseball right? is pretty historic, though. With like, the boomers, it's historic. But like, like Dave, like Dave Kaufman, uh, who uh, one of my former colleagues who works at CJD, is is part of that group of people who love the Expos. Uh, as part of a whole like different generation, like True. the people who like baseball now, right? Like I like baseball because I love sports. Like I've listened to your podcast as often as I have. How often are you guys talking about baseball? Never. We're not. <laughs> it's not a sport. It's not. I'm a, a sport baseball that, fan, right? But it's not. It's not. It's not everybody who's going to like it. That's it. It's right. not a, like it's one of those sports where like you have to be there for it, and right. like it initially could be a social thing, and people will just go there just to hang out at the park. And even then, like for baseball, like the league itself is finding ways to appeal to people that way because if you're just going there to watch the game, like that's not sufficient anymore. Like you have to entertain people, and I think basketball. As it's a, easier. It's easier. It's a faster paced game. There's action all the time. There's action all the time. And you know the bigger names. The bigger names, not only just because of what you're able to watch on TV, but their presence online as well. True. Yeah, like true. Joel Embiid might tweet something funny on Twitter. Dame Lillard might also do something as well. It's a lot easier for the younger generations to kind of identify with some of these guys because they're 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 doing their thing online. Also because obviously baseball and hockey are more conservative sports. Sure. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of unwritten rules that, you know, guys can't do. There are example, a lot of unwritten rules like, in every like, sport. Like we look, well, yeah, but more mostly hockey and baseball. They're, they're much more talked about when, when, sports, when you yes. look like, for example, you know, obviously I don't want to name his name, but P.K. Subban, when he was playing here, you know, he's the I, he's probably one of the most polarizing players who's played for, for the Canadians since Maurice, Maurice Richard. Wow. He's oh, polarizing. Oh, I'm not saying that's... I was I was yeah, gonna say wow, is right. does Patrick Waugh belong in yes, that category I, too? But I'm just saying that they keep on bringing his name all the time, which is pretty crazy in my in my opinion because obviously he's the type of dude. If he was let's say if if he would have started let's say in an American city, right. it wouldn't be a problem. To I be had, because because the sport of hockey is so much ingrained in yo know, it's team mentality first. So you can't be 
yo, this is my brand. This is who I am. I can't be Tara Lawrence on the Canadians. That's impossible. That when, can't work. When I was at Syracuse, one of the first classes I was in uh, was led by a former ESPN producer. His name was Dennis Denninger. And one of the first guests he brought to that class was a guy named Steve Mayer who works at the NHL office and is all about promoting the game to the U.S. audience and create and bringing together all these different events and, and all that. And I talked to him, you know, like as a student, obviously. And this was like two, three months after P.K. Subban got traded from Montreal to Nashville. And Steve was excited at the fact that P.K. was playing in a U.S. market because it meant that it was going to be a lot easier of a time to market P.K. Subban. There you go. Yeah. So, like, you're not wrong at all. Like, it's a mentality as well here. It is. Because Quebec, obviously, it's it's not, like they would say in French, c'est peuple. They have a mentality of, you know, that you can't be too... too Bigger uh, than the team. Right. Or... You can't be too, too you know, too popular. You know, you got to understand a your lot of, role and, a lot and of things like that. people here loved him, though. The younger people. Yeah, but, no, but he was a fan favorite. He was spectacular. He was spectacular. He was a fan favorite. John Bellyville's like, wife loved him. That's not enough. He was a fan favorite. Enough, that's but like, not enough. But I, I don't think it was just younger people. There were a lot of different people, and not just younger people, persons of color, whether they were young or old, identified with P.K. Subban. Oh, 100%. And even if they weren't necessarily hockey fans, it was super cool to see someone who looked like them on those teams. You could, I don't know if you guys have ever had that experience, but I've seen a lot of older folk who have been around who, you know, you're in Montreal, obviously you like hockey, but, like, my grandfather is a perfect example of this. He emigrated from Jamaica. Big Boston Bruins fan. Willie O'Ree. Sure, but, like, he also didn't see himself on those Montreal Canadiens teams. I knew a guy who grew up as a St. Louis Blues fan. He was black. Yeah. And, like, he nothing to do with the Montreal Canadiens. In Ganawage right now, big Boston Bruins fan community. To the point, if the Boston Bruins are in a Stanley Cup final and they have a chance to win, they're going to have a parade if they win. I remember that. I re in K-Town. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's but, a, that, but that's the French Quebecer thing also. That's that, it. That, that plays that's a that's lot. That plays a lot too, and well. a lot of people, yeah, that plays a lot. And a lot of people who don't identify with that, they're just like, oh, I, well, I don't know. I'm going to vibe with this other team because I don't see myself in, in the team that had Guy Lafleur and, and all these other French-Canadian superstars. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. Because I know you write columns on – Hockey, and I had a question. Well, I did, and I know I'm more I'm more doing like editing stuff now, but still editing. Okay, I had a question regarding the double standard about fights in uh, the NHL and how other sports that are quote unquote more predominantly black are not allowed to fight. Has anybody ever written an article about that? Written, written an article about that. So double standard because of fights in hockey. Because they allow fights in hockey, whereas other other sports they don't. I don't know if it's a race thing necessarily. I don't, I don't know thing. if you... you guys don't see that. No. You don't see that. Like in baseball, because it's in the culture of hockey. But you, you, it's in it's in the culture of hockey. Tennis is a primarily white sport. That's you don't have which fight. one? Tennis is a white sport, but you don't have fights in that. No, but there's no, no fights in the NFL. It's not allowed to fight no, in allowed. the NFL yeah. in the and in the NBA. I know there's somewhat well, of a culture the since the malice they stopped. I mean, okay. But even then, like that's not allowed. Like it's not, it was, if you fight in the NBA, that's not like right. Like in hockey, it's allowed. Right. Hockey. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, everybody clears out, and two people could fight. Right. I've never seen that in any other sport really outside of maybe foot uh, baseball, where maybe the the no, catcher. That's but that's not allowed either. That's that's just like like fine. We all acknowledge that's something that. That, like could happen but that's not something like 
It's in the rules. But hockey, it's celebrated. It's like, oh, okay, he's motivating the team. I don't think it's. Don't you find that? Don't you find you never saw that? No, no, here's the thing. Like, I I recognize that's a thing. I never thought about it in the context of like, is there a race thing in it? It's something I should, I could, I would. I never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. I'll put it like that. But I'll think. But I, I, it is weird that we look at a sport like hockey, uh, and we celebrate the fact that guys are in to, to, to fight. One thing that that I think you could also look at as well is how certain black players have been conditioned to be these fighters enforcers in enforcers like you think of a guy like a donald brashear you think of a guy like a Georges lacock you peter think of a, peter worrell is another example as well jerome mcginley was like a premier power forward of his day that's a guy who could fight as well hall of famer yeah hall of famer absolutely but uh yeah i think there's there's something to do with that uh not something to do with that but like I think if you had gone from that angle, like I definitely that's something I thought about as well, but I never thought of it in terms of like the other, other sports. And other, yeah, because like baseball is a primarily white sport. Yeah, and yes, not there are anymore. No, it's not Latin America. Well, Latin America, well, Latin Americans like it, but like the fan, well, the fan base is white. Fan base is gonna oh, be the white. fan base, yeah, yeah, the fan, fan base. base is white, but also the players. I mean, it's mostly. I don't have the numbers of of who dominates what, but like, I, I that's a sport that to a measure, has some kind of fighting, but it's not seen as... That's not something that's commonplace. That's not something like... All right, it's, not even, it's not even part of the actual game. Right, right. No, it's not part of the game. It's just... It's chaos. It's like if you see it, you're like, oh, here we go. Like, there's a fight. Like, I mean, we do that in almost every other sport. But hockey's the only one where it's like, that's just part of the game. But even then, nowadays, they don't really fight anymore. Not the same... I mean... It's the, way, the way that it happens, It's not 80s hockey anymore. No. Like... And the way that we look at hockey now as a whole, the fighting, the dangerous hits, like, go back to, like, 2003, where, like, the Ducks and the Devils were in the Stanley Cup Finals. Korea, like, Paul yeah. Korea gets clocked. Like, like go back and watch that replay for a second. Like, I thought about the other day. Was that a clean hit? No, it was... Not, not just the fact that it wasn't a clean hit. It was a clean hit. No, he open got... Open ice. Yeah. It was open ice. Nowhere away from the play, though. Okay, he, he doesn't have the puck. Okay, all right. He lit, like like Paul Korea is just going about. But, but you're looking at what you're, but you're, but you're <laughs> no, looking at. Slay is insane. No, I'm not. No, you're, but you're looking at it. You're looking at it at 2021 lenses. At the time, he had the puck. He just gave up the puck. He and gave then he up got the clocked. puck and like he, he wasn't looking. And then boom. Okay, but to, but to my point is this: like, and I'll add to this point here. Not only did that hit happen. Do you remember seeing like a scrum ensuing after? Nope. Do, do you remember someone going to Scott Stevens? And I get it. Scott Stevens in his day he was the man. He was, was dirty though. He not was. just dirty, but like that was is one man. of the toughest dudes yeah. to go up against. If you're going to go up against Scott Stevens, like you better know how to bring it. If it was like, like if Timo Solani did that, and you're like Brian Gratton or something, like whoa, you're going to do this? Like your buddy, like what are you doing? If you're going to go up against Scott Stevens, yeah, like no. you better be tough. But all that to say, like. Back then, like, that's not going to happen. If that happened now, for sure you're going to have a scrub. But, like, the culture of how we looked at fighting and, and hitting in general, you have to put them together. So different from the 80s and the 90s oh, now. For sure. In the 2000s, it's it's insane. But that hit in particular because, like, Paul Correa was literally out. Like, like he, he was out. Like, you see him on the replay, like, laying on the ice. And then you see him come to, and his whole visor is fogged up. And then he scores the goal to make it 4-1, and crazy. Gary Thorne calls it. By the way, another influence, Gary Thorne. Gary Amazing Thorne was dope, guy. Play ESPN play. has the rights for the NHL starting at, starting next season. If they don't bring back Gary Thorne, it's a damn shame. You think you could do a play-by-play? For hockey? Or any sport. Uh, Well, 
once upon a time, I, I did for uh, for McGill Athletics, uh, their sports department. I called, uh, actually, I called a, a baseball tournament in uh, New Brunswick. Funny enough, uh, the McGill baseball team uh, was so up you, against all these different schools. You're from so, Concordia, and you you play by play for McGill. Traitor. Well, here's well, <laughs> I guess I can say this. I asked Concordia about doing it. They didn't have opportunities. McGill oh, okay. did. I can so, McGill has more money. That's true. I don't know if it's money or whatever. They they had an open door. You know. So yeah, I was cool with it because like McGill was like, hey, like we need we need guys to do play by play. So right. I I got to do it for baseball. I got to do it for soccer. I got to do it even for rugby games as well. Like that was fun to do. That was awesome. I got to work on uh, with Mo Khan doing basketball games as well as a color guy as a color guy, and I even got to do a small handful of basketball games as a play by play guy too. Like I haven't done it in a while, but like that was something I was happy to have in my arsenal. Okay. All right, all right, all right. There's a there's a lot of information in all that. Sorry, I I know I talk a lot. No, 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 hey, man, listen, man, that's fine, bro. That's beautiful, man. You, you do you do that for a living? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Come on, yeah, I do, um, I do that for a living. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do want to because we're 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 kind of short on time here. Uh, towards the end of it, but um, in as far as like uh the scrum, uh, this is your. Third year now? So we started January 2018. Uh, we're in 2021 so now. Three. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's been. Uh, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. Gala Dynasty. Gala Dynasty winners. You beat us. You beat us out. You beat us out. You beat us out that year. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to like brag and be like, yes, I won. Oh come on. <laughs> I'm very come happy. On, shit, King. I have ahead, the man. trophy and like I have it like in my like office. I'm just like that's that's something that like I'm very proud of because I didn't think. Uh, I would I would have been happy to win something. I didn't think it would be for that. I thought it'd be for the other award I was nominated for. And oh, journalism, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I thought right. it'd be cool, but I I guess I was out of my league on that one. Um, but you won two awards, then? No, I won one. I was nominated for two. I oh, won yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. But to win for uh, I really and I know I was talking about this off air. I was super surprised. Yeah, I was very surprised and like. I think they even shot like a video of like me like getting up like what like yeah I was very <laughs> yeah he was he was not expecting that because here's the thing right like nobody knew who I was like even if you watch me like like with the award and like trying to like you know do the speech <laughs> and everything like I know everyone else like they had their awards you everyone was like yeah you know they're all praising them whatever like you had the few people clapping and they're all just like. Who the who heck is, is this guy? guy? Right, like, right. who's that guy? Why does he have this white guy with like a big like, not Jufro, but like a big like no, you curly said hair? Cool. He doesn't have a Jufro. He's not Jewish. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have used that. But like, yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, guys, I thanks. And plus, like my, my speech wasn't even in French too. It was in English the whole time. And the guy who was hosting was like, bro, yo, j'ai même pas compris ce qu'il a dit, bro. He spoke in English the whole time. So oh, I was God. very much. I remember that. Water, I remember. But, like, who, who said that? Uh. uh I forgot uh, his name, but yeah, Dolino, right? Dolino, Dolino, yeah, Dolino, Dolino. Yeah. But okay. like, it was super cool to win. But I also just, I genuinely, th- I did not think because I didn't think we were gonna win. Not because I didn't think our podcast was good enough, but because of what some of the other nominees, including yourselves, what you guys have been able to do with your podcast, and so the themes you guys were able to discuss, and and just. The fact that you guys, I think, were a bit more in tune with the culture than than what I had going on. Like the Scrum is like a nerdy sports show. Nerdy's not a bad word, but it's a sports show where niche. we'll talk about yeah, a very niche sports right. show right. where we're gonna talk about like yeah, like this company has these rights to this thing, mm-hmm. or this guy's a play by play guy for this thing, or 
uh, we're not going to stick to sports. We're going to talk about this thing that's going on. Right, like it's right. a very niche thing. So I thought like maybe obviously we put ourselves in it because I, I want the chance to win. But like I I was ready to be like, all right, let me go talk to the guys from Dope on the Table because they won this award. And I want to just like <laughs> link up with them and be like, yo, you know, like you guys are cool. You guys, I think of all the nominees of that award, you guys were like the friendliest out of all of them. Not that everyone was really? Go because like. Like we, like I think we, they had all the nominees together for like a photo. Yeah, and like, I remember that. And like, <laughs> you guys were, yeah. like, you guys were one of the few ones who were like, "Yo, what's up?" Like, you know, showing da- giving dap and whatever, and being nice. And like, I don't know, like uh, everybody else was, everyone was, cold. Else was like, yeah, like yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> it was a ter- like that's the thing too. Like, I don't know how much you, how many people you guys knew at Galaxy. I didn't really, I knew like a few of the Anglo people because right. like they're like media colleagues, but I didn't know like. Carla Bove and like some of the other people that they had. I was like the Anglo world and the French and the French world. It's it's so segmented. That's like true. I don't know who's popping. Right. I don't know who's popping in French culture. Right. Like it's. I very much felt like a fish out of water. Is that something that you wanna you wanna uh, get into more? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> he said sure. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like as a discussion Great topic. Sure. Sorry. Great <laughs> answer. Great answer. That was Great funny. Answer. As a discussion topic. <laughs> being a Great, fish out of water. Great that's, answer. That's something I've sure. had to deal with all my life Great for so answer. many different things. But I think the perspective you I love get. This guy. The, I think the perspective you get being a fish out of water is someone who's not like like even when I go back to some of the interviews I did for the scratch, like I don't I mean obviously I'm black, like obviously I listen to hip hop, but like I'm not hanging out with like producers and rappers and i'm not that in deep with the culture i'm just someone who would like look from a distance and be like okay so like this is how everyone gets down and like to have that perspective like it's it's cool like you're not in it and fine but like if you're outside like you bring like a whole different perspective and i think it's cool to have that that's what I meant when I said sure. I thought you were asking about being a fish out of water that that was funny no but 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 it is true what you're saying um okay uh we're about to get to uh we're about at the end of the show where uh what's what's the time stamp on mike 220 all right so we're about to we're about to get only 220 i thought it was like three hours no No. No. we're about to get we're about to get to our segment uh the fix where we play we play some new music or you know something that uh we were vibing to um usually we start off with alex so what do you got for us this week (laughs) Uh, okay, so I'll go with um, an artist I like a lot. Um, I've been listening to a lot of his music recently. I'll go with uh, Pooh Shiesty. I'll go with, uh, let's go with Neighbors. Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Sh- what kind of name album. is Pooh Shiesty, bro? <laughs> what kind it's of name? off his uh, album that came out this year. Shiesty Nothing against Pooh Shiesty. I just think it's, he has a really interesting name. <laughs> Big brr. Big brr. Brr.
That was Pooh Shiesty featuring Big 30 on uh off of uh what's that Shiesty season, right? Shiesty season. Uh Shout yes. Out to Gucci Mane, always discovering talent. <laughs> the song you could pick for this segment, it could be new, it could be anything. Oh yeah, it could yeah, be yeah, 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 whatever. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Slay, what do you got for us? I got um Child featuring Mahalia. It's called Awake. I heard that on um Morning Detour on Friday. Shout out to my guy uh Wheezy. I did not expect that from you, but okay. Shay, uh, Slay is a is a layered person. <laughs> so Troy and Dick. Featuring Mahalia, Awake. I like Child. Um, all right. And to our guest, what will be your pick, sir? So uh, this isn't a new song. This was just a song that I particularly enjoy. Uh, it's Spaz by NERD. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah.
Is that on uh, No One Ever Really Dies? Um, I forgot. Or nothing. Forgive me. I should know what album that's on. No, it's okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think it's on... I, I don't want to guess wrong. I have like the album art in front of me. Seeing Sounds. Seeing Sounds. Yeah. Seeing Sounds. That's also where Sooner or Later is in. Yeah. And ERD, when they came here, they, they killed the two at Metropolis. Damn, they came here? Of course. Of course. What year was this? Oof, I forgot. 99. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just as a frame of reference for any time Slate mentions music, it's just 98, 99. That's usually what I go towards. That's Not hilarious. 99. Uh, <laughs> what about you, sir? I'm going to go with this Freddie Gibbs Big Boss Rabbit. Yeah. I've been playing it since I heard it. Uh, this was this came out after the uh, well, I guess a week after the um, the, the Grammy Awards. Yeah. Gangsta Gibbs. He sampled Gangsta "You're Gibbs. the Man" from Nas. He said that inspired him to come out with the song. I thought it was ours, so I'm gonna play it. There's never any doubts in my mind because I'm the best in the world. Even though a lot of you don't like to hear it, I just it's fact. I'm the best. You know what I mean? I sometimes I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth. I'm the best, and I'm just convinced. You know what I mean? These fellas, I didn't challenge me with their somewhat prim- primitive skills. My baby mama's knew the job was crooked before they took it. Can't train records, bitch, we run this shit. Just touch down in the airport, Louis V backpack full of them hundreds, bitch. Clean in that between ho, I'm a gangster, not no lover, bitch. Grammy after party, bitch, we rock it like we won a bitch. Ball shit. Big Mac 11, back of the seven on some ball shit. I put that president on my wrist and I got frosted. Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost shit. CEO rabbit, young Freddy Kane, I'm on some ball shit. Big Mac 11, back of the seven on some ball shit. I put that president on my wrist and I got frosted. Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost shit. Who's up to your funeral room and shoot up your fucking car? I blow your house up with that honey drum. No hot 100, I'm a hot boy with some murder one. Cash money came, big number one son, and you my youngest son. See my first crackhead like that beam up back in 91. And I've been on the blazes, you pockets rocking the Gumby fade. Fucking up my gut with the Zach that been slicing lemonade. Uh-huh. Bitches, big VL, if you violate, you a renegade. Know the trigger fingers ain't that the type on your Twitter page. Freddy Krueger, P90 Ruger, I'm creeping on them. Niggas say they ain't losing sleep, tell them I'm sleeping on them. Got heavy traffic, the neighbors might call the people on them. Surround your car with their eyes, I put the Reaper on them. Death wish, future with that automatic shot, yeah, that's a death kiss. Niggas be pulling through, so I aim above the neck, bitch. Fly with it on me, I got my bikini on the jet, bitch. Ready to set it off, and I put that on the set, bitch. Big Mac 11, back of the 7 on some bullshit. I put that president on my wrist, and I got frosted. Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost shit. See your rabbit, young Freddy Kane, I'm on some bullshit. Big Boss Rabbit, Freddie Gibbs, Gangsta Gibbs. Gangsta Gibbs. All right, that was The Fix. Hey, man, some good music played. Yes, sir. Uh, for anybody that, you know, has got their own suggestions or things that uh, we could play, you can hit us up at Table Full of Dope on Twitter and all the other uh, platforms, uh, you know, Instagram and all that shit. Uh, I want to say, well, you... This wraps up the show, so I want to give some applause to our guest. Yes. For yes. coming through, Julian. 
Happy birthday again, sir. The loud applause. The loud applause. Happy birthday again, sir. Thank you for coming More through. Health. For, sh- for, for sharing. For sharing. For sharing. More life. Uh, I mean. More life. For sharing. For sharing your Happy journey. For sharing your thoughts. Alex. Appreciate that. Um, Fellow Aries. Yes, sir. <laughs> and yeah, man. You know, there's big things ahead for for, for you. Thank you. Um, good luck at the athletic. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, that's what I got, man. I mean, you 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 gave us you gave us a. a I a gave lot a of... lot today. How can, how can people reach you, if anything? Uh, Twitter J K A M C K E N Z I E. That's that's my Twitter handle. Um, if you like sports and it doesn't have to just be hockey because the Athletic offers like everything. Uh, subscribe to the Athletic. Uh, they have I'm sure they have some kind of deal going on right now, but. Uh, we're trying to do sports differently. We're trying to, you know, go beyond what you normally read about in a newspaper or even ESPN. You know, we're, we're trying to give really good content. And uh, there's a lot of great writers, a lot of great talented people, podcasters as well mm-hmm. at The Athletic. Uh, whether you fancy NFL coverage, NBA coverage, or NHL 2, or Major League Baseball, or even soccer, where we're really expanding as well. So uh, subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, subscribe to uh, – you don't mind, I'm going to – plug all my stuff now um the scrum podcast uh we got an episode with olivier brett uh who works at 91.9 uh we got an episode with uh, jason concepcion of nba death formerly of nba desktop as well on on that as well so subscribe to that wherever you get podcasts the water boys podcast as well with watch mojo uh also uh zone time with yahoo sports uh we do that show uh at least once or twice every week now and uh be sure to check that out in the yahoo sports hockey podcast shout out to justin cuthbert again think oh and hockey inside out that's the montreal gazette uh weekly show we do on the montreal canadians every week on youtube subscribe to that as well so uh yeah i got a lot of stuff to plug but uh, Jesus. i'm doing a lot of stuff so <laughs> yeah, uh man. so yeah man be that's sure what's to up, man. yay keep look on, keep on we love to hear it man, man. a black man, man busy yeah, yeah, i'm trying to be trying to be busy doing good things all right y'all yes he will all right y'all well that was episode 99 dope on the table podcast you know what it is thanks again fellas for coming mm-hmm. through yeah, Mike thanks, thank you thanks, once again thanks. Um, and I'm what thank you sir thank, thank you uh, you yo, deserve some praise too for yeah. getting this uh, for just getting us making here. things happen right and yeah exactly. big shout out to Mike as well shout out to yeah, Lazers yeah, on the right out. as well great yes, podcast yes second time I'm in this room to record a, a podcast so the first time I was with Lasers on the right and now it's the, with this show, this show so I can say two podcasts I really enjoy uh, I've been on each of their podcasts at least once so that, uh, that, that really sir. means a lot appreciate that yes sir dope shit so uh, on that note um, I don't think there's much else that I can add uh, hope everyone has a great week yes sir um, you know the sun's out it's officially uh, above above 15 Celsius I don't know how the Americans are gonna say was that like 50, 60 it's for Americans 60s in the 60s yeah. don't you have Americans listen to this podcast uh, we have a couple. Damn. Maybe my cousins. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's still pretty good. That's still pretty great. Um, oh, we didn't talk about uh, Prince Philip. We don't care. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, cool? don't, don't speak for everybody. No? I mean, Queen Elizabeth's uh, husband. I'm cool. Husband. I think... I'll, I think <laughs> you heard just, this fool? Just husband. To, just, to, just to save you here, we've run out of time to address that. So oh, yeah. yeah well, right. there wasn't going to be much, but don't worry about it. <laughs> for the people, For the people affected. I send you my best, uh, and yes, and by and by and by, and by and by the way, by the way, they are they are cousins. I'm just I know it wasn't it wasn't we know. even we know. Right. I wasn't even trying to be funny. Oh, okay. Oh, you even heard it? You said I said cousin. Cousin. <laughs> That's another uh, Twitter word that you got. No, <laughs> you just made that up. No, it's just cousin. Okay, they're cousins. 
Uh, whatever. It's all right. siblings. Uh, yes. With that said, man, that was at 99. See y'all at 100, man. Be safe, man. Yeah, salute to you all for uh, reaching to, uh, I mean, after this episode, you'll get to episode 100. I just want to take the time to, again, say thank you for having me on the show and full marks to y'all for reaching the 100 episode plateau. Appreciate and a lot that, of episodes sir. are able to do that. So the fact that you guys are all able to do that is a testament to how good your podcast you guys have and you guys are amazing. So, uh, hey, episode 100, more life Thank to you. That. Thank thanks, you. man. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks a lot for saying that. Man. Thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you. that. Appreciate Thank you very that. much. So, we'll see y'all next week, man. Yeah. Peace out.